Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You were having a freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. We made it through uh, Tuesday and Wednesday with no football. Football back tonight right here on Pirate Radio. Chiefs Chargers, great matchup in the AFC West coming your way tonight on Pirate Radio. You are checking us out today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, maybe 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250 and 930. Also online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Make sure you are smashing that like, smashing that subscribe, and you can be a part of today's show. Let us know what you want to talk about. Or if you have questions for one of our many guests, Troy D will be here hour one as we got a lot to talk about, East Carolina-wise and other. Kevin Monroe joins us at 4 o'clock on the Pit Electric Live line. We'll talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, at 4.30. He's got uh, a big show he's debuting today on the Barstool Sportsbook channel. We'll talk about that. Mike Mullis joins us at 5 o'clock to talk football and more. Touchdown, Tony Collins. Are we uh, planning for a Patriots funeral? Or are they going to bounce back? They look bad against Miami. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Pirates and more. Tony loves these matchups. He loves the Elon game. Well, this is Campbell coming up Saturday. Close. So we'll get his prediction Very on that. Very close to an Elon game. And then we've got to hear from Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell as well. So we'll have a lot on the flight by Yingling ECU football practice report. CJ's here, the big dog. Shirley, Chan Man will be back a little bit later on. And Troy D kicks us off. What's up, Troy? What a lineup on today's show, Clip. Football. Football Thursday. Let's go. I invited Tony Collins, who is fresh off shoulder surgery. That's right. As my personal guest at the game today, or Saturday, I should say. Oh, so he'll uh, not only be here. Correct. He'll he'll be be making an appearance at the Pirate Radio Tailgate Zone. And then uh, he will be attending the game in person. First uh, game of the year for Tony Collins. Awesome. person i should say yeah and he so don't be some, slapping uh, tony on the back by the way yeah he had some serious surgery yeah. so. i believe he said it was his left shoulder so his right hand is available for <coughs> drinking pirate beverages or fist bumping people but stay away from his left arm and left side of his body and you know it just I to asked be him safe. to put the sling on just to be careful so people know he's got like four new knees so i just wouldn't touch him period yeah he's got his, his well, by body. the time he's healed he'll be like a completely he's like the six million dollar man <laughs> you may be too young man. to remember that i used to love watching that show as a as a kid the uh the, he, the did you ever say you're too young I for that not, you should no. google a couple of those episodes but Man. uh it was a great series back in the i would say probably early 80s maybe the six million dollar man kids is what you want to google up all right and we've got Had a our, great theme song too oh man i love that show so that wasn't the uh believe it or it not was, was it no that was a steve there was the original steve austin was his name and they rebuilt him yeah and that was the whole point of the thing now you're talking about uh what hero you, something hero oh but that's believe song, it or not i'm walking the greatest on american, american hero, hero. that is a Charlie. different show also a solid program okay but totally different show and that show most remembered for its jingle that you were talking about yeah that george which Costanza, is a popular song george Costanza redid as his answer machine call George isn't at home. Uh, so George there you go. George isn't at home. All right. You're gonna have to leave a message. Mm, something like that. Sorry. Where to begin today? I've got a couple of things, Troy. We uh, 
let's start with this this will be good, a good talking point so we'll be with you two o'clock bud light pregame tailgate on saturday we'll check in with troy out of the pirate radio tailgate zone had some great reports this year Clay. had some great play. guests to talk yeah about we now. have the, the the fake Connors versus that fake was awesome. Connors was yeah. one of my favorite segments of the year. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you've had uh, Big Ed Watkins out there. It was some great. Pirate royalty. So yeah. uh, it's been pretty cool. Uh, after the game, of course, Saturday night, we're with you on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. And the calls have been good this year. People are, are optimistic about where this program's going. We have had times where the, the calls were down in the dumps. And it, it takes it, – it's nice to be reminded that we're not alone here like other schools go through the things that we go through we think they might not they do and sometimes to an even bigger level well i mean think about if you're the texas a&m host of the of the fifth grade right. for texas a&m last week i mean you want to talk about a funeral you're thinking national um, championship and you lose to appalachian state they can't get through asu yeah um so yeah it, things run in cycles and a lot there are some big time programs look at notre dame uh, those guys think you know they they run college football, and they can't beat Marshall. And Troy, I'm old enough. No and slight to Marshall, by the way, who no. is a good team. But you know Notre Dame. I'm old enough to catch the tail end of it, and, and you were were living during it. Nebraska was a power, a top five college football power. Used to be. Now they're a joke. They are. They had to fire their coach after the second game. Yeah. I mean that's how big of a joke Nebraska football has become. And how does Nebraska football fa- fall? that far i mean with all the resources in that state and the money and the history and the tradition the fact that they can't even get through the first two games is despicable one of my buddies said it uh during the nebraska northwestern game on week zero he said i think kids just finally realized you know why the hell are we going to nebraska i mean honestly we could go so many other places it's kind of why lincoln riley left oklahoma to go be at southern cal I mean, he, the weather's nicer. He's got a great setup there. You, you want to talk about recruiting itself? With, with the celebrities yeah. and all that factor and stuff. I mean, what, do you want to live in Oklahoma or Southern Cal? You know, yeah. I mean, same thing. Do you want to, if you could go play somewhere warm and nice, or you want to be in Nebraska, middle of nowhere, I think that's no a part water of it. anywhere. Yeah. Cornfields everywhere. And no slight to, look, I'm sure it's beautiful country for people that live up there. Not for me. But, you know, if you're a corn farmer, it's probably a dreamland. You must be doing a lot of insulting today because that's the second time you said no slight. (laughs) No offense. No offense. (laughs) We might have someone from Nebraska tuned in right now, and I don't— You don't want to offend those people. I'm not trying to offend them, but I'm just saying, I get it, Clip. Why would you want to play football in Nebraska if you could go somewhere fun like East Carolina? I agree. Uh, Beach right down the road. Yep. Party. 90 minutes door-to-door. You're at the beach. You've got the river even closer. You've got great fun times here in Greenville, great places to eat, good entertainment, uh, beautiful campus. We have a hashtag, ask the owner. John, we'll get to that question in a moment, oh, but uh, I am setting up a clip here. He, did, he was the founder of this segment, I believe. At, well, hashtag, he, no, ask he, the a, owner. he asked about something about the Pirate Radio Party or a podcast. It was the podcast, which I do have an update about that, uh, with the press box. Oh, group. yeah. Yeah. And I said, we should start a new segment called Ask the Owner. And I so I had Billy Weaver and brian bailey with me at the tailgate zone last week and i actually brought i said guys john moody has requested and actually we should probably do this uh we should get together next week which would be this week and let's do a a press box podcast running out of time but how about this weaver who always loves to be on the oh i've got this new job i'm kind of busy i don't know if i can do it dr poop 
And uh, Bailey's like, well, I'm already going to be on Monday with my show. <laughs> Both of them were I love that little, you're throwing them under the bus. Whiny little you-know-whats. I'm like, are so you So Troy's serious, all guys? in. So me and Midor are going to do a press box reunion with you. All right, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Because you produced it. it so. And we'll just trash Bailey so, and Weaver so the whole time. Screw the Bryants. Yeah. This is uh, Troy's no, well, CM Punk Bri- moment. Brian this is his... Billy, I should say. He's just trashing everybody, just throwing everybody in the He's throwing them all, yeah. Yeah, this is Scorched Earth segment right here. I'm just trying to set up a, a segment. But that was a former Ask the Owner segment. So. I'm trying to set up a segment with Nebraska fans calling in, and Troy has thrown Marshall, Nebraska, Brian Bailey, and Billy Weaver all under the bus. And I'm just yeah. stay tuned. There's still a lot of time to go. Who's next yeah. on the checklist? You're, you're like Tony Khan. You're just standing yeah. there stunned. Nobody's safe. All right. Uh, so I, this is a very, very small sample, but it was going around Twitter, Troy. So I wanted to play it. These are Nebraska fans after the loss on Saturday. I th- you know, it's funny. You put, and I haven't heard this yet, clip, but I have thought about some of these, ga- like researching, are any of these post game shows available online, like yeah. ours are, that I could tune in. Because I would have loved to hear this in real time. Well, here's a, a couple of Nebraska fans. Uh, Shirley, let's hear that. Let's check in on Husker Nation. I mean, look, I'm a three-time cancer survivor. Congratulations. All three of those cancers, thank you. All three of those cancers were easier to survive than the last four-plus seasons of this crap. <laughs> I mean, you can bring in all the guys that are talented and all of this and all of that. But defense takes a mentality. You, want, you know what you need on defense? You need boar hunters. These guys go shopping at Hy-Vee for their bacon. I need guys to go out and hunt in the woods and hunt these suckers down with knives. And they're not even doing any of that. Because you need a defense that fights with bloody knuckles. Instead, we're just hitting the damn face every week. That was a very brief synopsis. A cancer survivor saying that the cancer uh, surviving that was easier than Nebraska football. And then you got a bloody knuckle guy with a knife in the woods hunting down boars. Yeah. Who, it's a little uh, different in Nebraska. <laughs> I said that every uh, the floor for every caller of a program like Nebraska is Kyle LaGrange. Like, that is the floor. Right. And, and then, then it, it goes, just goes up from there. Yeah. So uh, they are not happy. Or is that the ceiling and it goes down from there? Having said that, I love Nebraska against Oklahoma this week. I think they give them a game. Really? It's one of those like interim coach comes in. Who you is get the that interim spark. coach, by the way? Don't know. Don't care. And how bad did they want Scott Frost gone that if they waited just a couple weeks, yeah. they would have saved themselves $7.5 million by the buyout? Term. It was like if they got to October or something, October right? 1st, it would, his buyout would have been, instead of $15 million, it would have been like $7.5 million. And I don't know who we were talking to. Maybe it was Willie Smith. No, it was somebody else. But they said, man, just one game and they fire him like that? I was like, no, it wasn't one game. Like, yeah, this had been build building yeah. and building. Craig on Facebook Live said, is that Kyle from Nebraska? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, quick. Uh, that was Lyle from Nebraska. <laughs> quick hashtag ask the owner. Troy, is there an interview you have conducted that stands out as your all-time favorite? All right, I hate these questions on the fly like this because I need to, like, think about it. Like, I just – I after being in this business for, like, three decades clip, I've talked to so many people. I Like, I need to look go back and look at, the, like, the list, and then it brings back some memories. I mean, I love talking to Ric Flair, obviously. That was a highlight. Coach K has got to be at the near the top. Coach, you were in the room with Coach K. I was in the room with Coach K. I did ask him a question. I guess, does that count? Uh, with, let me see how he – does that count Does that count as an interview? That was more of an interaction I have. With, I did ask him a question. It wasn't like a sit-down You did not interview. touch him. I did not touch Coach K. I have touched Coach, K, Coach K's wife. You touched cocaine? Okay. <laughs> That save that for off the air. Um, 
Mickey and I have taken a picture together. By the way, Glenn, do you are you, do you are you looking for a raise or something? You've been gassing up Troy on air and off air, and we'll talk about the off air stuff in a moment on the show. I listen. I'm going to let Glenn start fighting my battles. <laughs> yeah, he's great to have in your corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> off the air, like in the inner office stuff. I'm like, I just sit back and let Glenn take it. Troy and I were <laughs> arguing. My new spokesman. <laughs> Troy and I were arguing, and then next thing I know, I'm arguing with Glenn. Troy's like out of the room, like he's not even a part of it I'm anymore. Buy you lunch tomorrow. Glenn. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, answer the question, Troy. Uh, man, great question, John. <sighs> this is so. Uh, I, Linda McMahon's up there. That was a good I think one. That's an underrated that, one. It was, and that was actually she was really good. By that's the a way. hard get. She was here for us. She was here for speech. graduation. Yeah, and uh, we were granted. Gosh, we talked to her for a little. I want to say ten minutes. Talked to her right there in the Murphy Center. Yeah. in the one on one, not like a group deal. No. She could not have been any more gracious. I think you were with me, Glenn. I was not. Oh, you weren't? Oh, okay. I, thought I would have gotten part the, of the production team. Nate, K, um, Linda Mack. They're, so they're I all so good. Uh, look, look, I love talking to Bill Lewis, to be honest. We we did, like, in the 20th anniversary of the Peach Bowl year. Yeah. Um, that was kind of Bill Lewis to me. Is You know, you think back, your all-time favorite coaches, obviously, tremendous football coach and what he did for this university and a class act. Uh, I enjoy talking to him a lot. That was an epic stretch of shows, by the way. It was like every Friday, I want to say, Troy, yeah. you would get on a member of the team, whether it be a coach, player. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, and we still have that archive. Don't it went like somewhere. all summer. Yeah. It was great. That was a fun series. Um, I'm trying to think who else has been. I mean, we've had, gosh, so many people. It's hard to pin down. Just well, you first said Nature Boy, and I thought that's where you would go because that's a, that's just a big one. It's just a big – I mean, that's yeah. kind of a big – it's a big deal. Yeah. Did like, you see the video with him this week and Mike Tyson? This I around? did. Yeah. Well, Glenn sent it to me and I saw it online too. Yeah. Um, it's kind of why I, I kind of love how he's just living his best life now. You know, I mean, and I, I mean, think I he always wanted, has. I want him to go out like, you know, just with the I, tire squealing. You know, I think that's he's where he's at. It looked like he was on a street at Vegas. He like, was on the strip of Vegas. Yeah. I think you could take out his best I, life from that sentence and say, I kind of enjoy he's living. Like, yeah, the fact that he's incredible. alive is a good thing. Guy. Gotta stay out of the ring. Please, Rick. Yeah, no more. No him. more of that. But no it looked more. like he was on Las Vegas, Las Vegas Boulevard smoking a doobie with uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah. was. Am I correct in that assessment, Glenn? Uh, yeah, they have some sort of uh, deal now where Rick has his own brand of that. Yeah. Like now, Tyson does. David now asking a Question. We got another one, so so we can move on to. Yeah, I mean, two. yeah, and I'd need more time, but those are a good. All right, good folks. Hashtag right ask the owner. Keep the questions coming in. David, favorite celebrity touch? Man, it's been a lot of celebrities I've touched. Um, just recently. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, Shaq was a big one, to be honest. Literally, that's what I mean. Biggest, I mean, it, that's that was. I mean, that was the most big. recent, but huge, and touched him twice. Uh, I believe I, it was a five and a fist bump with him. Um, touch you know some of these correlate with the interviews Ric Flair you know have you touched Ric Flair no I have so think about that not when I say you the collective you most people haven't had a chance to touch Ric Flair that was a big deal Ellery says um, uh, the best interviews your favorite are the ones you do with yourself which <laughs> he just talked about himself so yeah that's pretty awesome. Um, I don't know it's uh, Danielle Monet. Yeah, yeah. Who, but no, love, that's I, not it. That's Come not on. a top. Like I nobody know, knows. I, I, a I lot know. of people don't know who that is. That's, that's Summer Ray from WWE. Yeah, played in the Lingerie Football League yeah. with ECU. Yeah, just my personal hero. <laughs> <laughs> you interviewed uh, 
Carter Cruz outside of They say of don't meet your heroes, Troy, but you did, and it turned out well. I've talked and touched Carter Cruz multiple outside times. Outside of Subdogs at yeah. a time at night. Yes. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a fun interview, by the way. Going down a bad path here. Yeah. How about any bears? Any uh... uh, you know, I went to Dickas, and I was hoping that I Mike Dick is my other coach that I idolize. You know, that, that, there's not a lot of people I go fanboy over. You know, they're just people. Mike Shashevsky. <laughs> I'm a Mike Shashevsky fan, but I didn't. I didn't go fanboy on him. I, as a member of the media, I no, kept it. Please, I, no. I don't believe that. I kept it between the ditches. I, I just asked him the question. We can replay the segment if you guys would like to hear it again. Oh, you're talking about the coach K. Yeah, the coach K. Oh, that was within yeah. the scrum though. That was not right, like right, personal. right, right. No, I'm just saying though. I, did, I like I'm a fan of Coach K, but I'm a huge fan of Mike Dicka. Like I think I'd be like. Oh my God! It's Mike Dick. I would yeah. want a photo. Even to this day, oh, I tell you, uh, Michael field? Jordan. I've shaken his hand multiple times. Yeah, that's a, that's um, a big deal. Charles Barkley. Um, Shout out to the uh, Michael Jordan class. Yeah, a lot yeah. of those Michael Jordan people I met multiple times. Uh, you know, and I mean, a nice guy who probably has a bad rap, Matt Lauer. I really enjoyed talking to him and getting to know him when he was here at his peak. By the way, yeah. at the Today Show in the uh, in the late nineties, he was you know on top of his game. Obviously. He's not. Uh, I, I don't know where he is now. So I think hiding at Martha's Vineyard, on or some somewhere? island. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about a, a guy that has disappeared? It's he incredible. did it right. He is just gone. That's but, how you uh, do it. Take I did the money I, and leave. All right. Uh, well, the questions keep coming in, Troy, and I like this because I talk enough here, and uh, now we can just let Troy go. So, Mike P. Fate, now, there's a, a fake question and a real question all here. Right. Here's the fake one. Uh, favorite gift you've bought yourself for someone else's birthday? <laughs> Hashtag Ask the Owner. Well, I mean, really, the only time I do that is for Shirley. <laughs> She's special. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of a one time. Usually, I'm not buying myself other myself gifts for other people, but it just seemed to time out perfectly with Shirley's birthday All last right. year, yeah. which was a shirt. It was a shirt. Yeah, and actually, I'm kind of over that shirt now. I, I really, I don't wear. I now, like He's I see my closet, it. it just hangs there. It's not. It's not one of my favorite shirts anymore. Shirley, I might even gift you that shirt if you would like to wear it. <laughs> Uh, wow so i could look like a tablecloth <laughs> wow yeah sure the human picnic it was, it was well it's purple and i thought it'd be cool but it does look too much like a tablecloth i think all right yeah david said my wife almost ran over matt lauer sounds like an interesting story wow uh craig this is a thoughtful question troy at what point or year did you realize pirate radio would be a success uh i mean honestly and this is not bs i, I the minute when jonathan and i kind of came up hired me with the logo ah. and the name we, we had a station before we had a name and logo and we knew what we wanted to do but then we, we i remember there was like a few weeks where we had like a list of like 20 different possibilities of what this thing could be called and uh, do we have the what are the other names i would love to know the list <laughs> man i would love to see and the it list. might not have been 20 but there were mul- there were, there was actually i've got it here alter- there were alternate names that we this station could have been called troy, troy d1250 <laughs> troy radio drive dry, the dreyfus empire featuring jonathan <laughs> it, there was a time when we had the concept but not the name and then when we came up with what we wanted to call it and then the logo and then we had a friend of ours who was an artist stylize it for what we kind of we drew it out you know how we do it glenn on a sheet of paper or a napkin first and then yeah. we had a friend of ours who was an artist kind of come up with the logo 
when I saw that, I was like, this is it. Which is the, still the, the skull. skull and yeah. cross yeah, It's mic. unchanged. It's yeah. Instead of crossbones, it's cross mics for those love it. few people that probably haven't seen a logo. Um, and for people that and, don't know Pirate Radio and cover East Carolina, but it's a double entendre with the... Like Correct. Pirate it's, radio is in a our term. industry. Yeah. It, 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 well, there's three ways it played. Uh, in our industry, pirate radio is a term for illegal radio station, and we thought we'd be a little edgy and fun and call ourselves pirate radio, like we'd be a legal pirate radio. Right. Uh, we, the, the pirates, obviously, the history in this region of pirates, and then obviously there's a tie-in with a school that's nearby. Yeah. So it just kind of played well. It just made sense. We loved the logo, um, and I just felt even though our broadcasting was a little bit different. We tried, when we first started, we tried to be all things to all people. We have some shows that, you know, looking back at it, I'm like, God, I can't believe we signed that on. But I knew we'd be successful because of our local content of what we would do back then. And this program really kind of an extension of that first local program that we started called Live at Five. You served a need. Yeah, and I knew how hard Jonathan and I were willing to work and how much passion and how much we believed in what we were doing. So there was no question that we wouldn't, I, I never once thought it wouldn't work. All right. Great question. Great answer from uh, Ask the Owner. This is hashtag Ask the Owner. Turned into a great segment here for segment number one. Um, let's take a break. And if you have questions, feel free to ask while we've got the owner here. On, Troy D. We're putting these on Facebook Live. Or I guess, are you monitoring YouTube? Also? I am. Just in case. So get those yeah. likes up. Get those Smash. subscribes now, up. Now, let me ask you this. This is a Ask the clip, Clipper question. Is there a difference between clicking and smashing? Or is it just a cooler way to say click? Uh, yeah, I think that's okay. it. Okay. We would prefer you smash, but if you just want to click, you can do that as yeah. well. Yeah, but click's kind of, that's kind of old school. It's yeah. kind of at, at your leisure. I, I like the more urgent smash, smash. right now. And yeah. we can tell who clicks and who smashes, folks. I just want to let you know. And yeah. we've seen results. We're looking, yeah, and we want to thank those smashers. Yes. We need more of you. The YouTube numbers are up, baby. Yeah, keep it's smashing. Keep smashing, keep liking, keep subscribing. Take a time out, come back, more to go. We'll talk some East Carolina Campbell and the brain trust of Brock Dreyfus Ellerby Collins. Last man standing NFL Pool Week 2. We have got fireworks going behind the scenes on this one, folks. Well, there's a big dispute, not only this week, but from last week, too. I know. I know. There's a lot of drama already in this thing. I need to make a statement regarding last week and week two. This is going to cause a major squabble. We'll talk about it when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Still to come, Kevin Monroe, color analyst on the Pirate Sports Network, will join us to talk East Carolina Campbell. Also, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, 
from Barstool Sports. We'll talk about tonight's NFL game, his thoughts on East Carolina Campbell and Week 3 college football, and Mike Mullis, Tony Collins. At 5 o'clock, we've got comments from Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell, and Mike Houston on our Flight by Yingling practice report also on the way. But segment one kind of went... Uh, took a detour wasn't planned sometimes the best radio is not planned hashtag ask the owner troy d alongside and uh we're getting uh, a lot of questions about the history of pirate radio yeah. today i'm not i'm getting texts from folks too uh this guy named mike horton has sent in a question for the owner he said what is the owner's favorite mexican restaurant all right so, uh i am a uh, lot to choose from there are let me tell you something there are a lot. No shortage. But there is but one. But is there one that stands there, there is the others? one that I go to at least once a week, and I have known. I believe there was a stretch where I think I hit it three, four days in a row at one point last year. Uh, and that is Chico's Mexican Restaurant, downtown Greenville, the original, which, by the way, also happens to be the very first restaurant. Here's a, for Troy D. Trivia at AJ's clip when you play that one day. Very first restaurant I ever ate at in Greenville. Wow. Was Chico's Mexican Restaurant. And it is as good as and consistent today as it was back then. That's what you like, too, right? Like, a lot of places will change up right. things. And, uh, and Chico's like. is probably added and subtracted, but the consistency Very over the years. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I, that would's got to be my favorite. And I, and I do bounce around on the. And I will say this. Here's a play if you don't like Mexican food. The Chico's Cheeseburger, I think I've told you this before, one of the best cheeseburgers in town. So you wouldn't think about that at a Mexican restaurant normally, but I'm telling you, the burger's fantastic. Uh, Troy, here's a little known fact. I believe this to be true. I uh, had jury duty and was selected to be on the jury with uh, Mike from Chico's. This is probably like 20 years ago, maybe mm-hmm. 20 plus at this point. And I, I remember that at the time because my friends and I were uh, actually kicked out of Chico's for getting a little rowdy on... Uh, uh Cico de Mayo. Well, they have here. standards. Yeah. yeah. And no, we deserved it. We yeah. totally deserved for it. For folks that don't know, Mike is the owner of Chico's. Yes. So you can play this segment at Chico's and ask for Mike. Luckily I was <laughs> not on trial uh for being kicked out of Chico's, but it was a uh a burgly, as uh B Pays would call it, at a grocery store and uh we served burgly, on the jury, yeah, I wanna burgly, say together. So, wow. There you go. Did you actually did it go to trial? Yeah. And uh we ended up with a hung jury. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so I don't know what happened after that. But uh, see if Mike uh, was there. If not, I'm talking about the wrong person. All right. Um, I'm going to skip that one from John. That might take a while. Hey, here's a good which, well, which one. The one about pre-Pirate Radio. Oh, I got my start stores. at WZMB on campus. Hey, same here. At the uh, campus radio station is where I started, John. Um, my first job in radio. How about this? Do you know the first sponsor to sign on to Pirate Radio? <sighs> first sponsor. Um I would say that it could be one of a few. LRB would probably have to verify this for me. But uh, at the time, I know Alan Lyle at Domino's Pizza jumped on very early. UBE jumped on with us very early, still with us. Uh, The good folks at Budweiser jumped on with us very early. Um, Those were uh, early adopters, I remember, people that were with us almost instantaneously, it seemed like, uh, even before we were on the air. So, and I know I probably have left some folks out. That's why, as I said, LRB would probably be better to M- verify those. Much like yeah. Troy D, who was a great reporter, great interviewer, John is uh, not lobbing softballs. You got your start at ZMB. You're mm-hmm. here. How about in between that, Troy? Worked in other local media okay. uh, after graduation and uh, did that for about seven, eight years. Uh, and actually, Jonathan and I ended up working together, running 
another company. We were, I was the manager of the TV side. He was the manager of the radio side. At the time, that owner was burned out and got out of the business, sold his business. Um, we didn't like, you know, the, this new ownership came in and we had a difference of opinion and it was the greatest thing ever to happen. And Jonathan and I decided to split off. At the time, there was really no local radio stations around. And uh, we said, you know what? We're gonna bust our butt for these new people out of New York City or we could do it for ourselves. And uh, we, we actually presented them the idea of Pirate Radio. They didn't like, they didn't even respond to us. They didn't, they had wanted nothing to do with it. So I said, let's just, just decide we do it for ourselves. And that's kind of how the whole thing was started. So sometimes you're grateful for things that don't work out. Sometimes things that don't work out, Cliff, really do work out. I remember uh, at home with, with my parents and then going, I remember I have a vision in my head of going to my grandparents' house and seeing uh, Troy D on television when I was a youngster. Wow. So here uh, we are today. It goes back a, a long ways, Troy. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah. And it does, I mean, think about 20 years. I mean, a lot of these interns we have now at ECU, they, some of them weren't even born when we started Pirate Radio. Yeah. I mean, how fast time goes. And 20 years sounds like a long time until you live it. And then you realize how fast it goes. We want you to smash the like or click. Uh, we had uh, Jack on YouTube says he's a clicker. You know what? We appreciate it. The clickers That's are fine. welcome. We, I, I, I I tend to kind of see it the clicker way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do appreciate the smashers too. David says That's people why. who don't hit the like button are the same people who don't use their turn indicators. Mm. Good point. So you, you want to be one of those people? Yeah. I, I do. You, you know, do. I'm so used to putting the turn signal on. You ever do this at night? No one's on the road and you're turning into your neighborhood. I still put the turn signal on just out of habit. So it should be. Because I, I feel like I need that clicking sound to make the turn. <laughs> like without it, I don't feel like I can drive right. Yeah. I'm so like, it's so ingrained to me. You know what I'm talking about? And really, absolutely. And there's something pleasant like, about that clicking like a, sound. Yeah. Like I need that to make the turn. Got to have it. All right. I, I know there's other people that probably feel the same way. Definitely. Yeah. And I'm saying there's no one on the road, and I still put the damn turn signal on. But that's how it should be, I yeah. think. All right. It's like putting on your seatbelt to go two like houses down, down the road. Right. I still do that, too. I'm Just like, habit. Oh, yes. Form good habits, people. Yeah. All right, Troy, uh, let's talk about this for a moment. Last man standing. Yeah. So this we're in a pool. We haven't done this in a while, either. Nah. And no. one year, we did get to the end and ended up money. splitting a payout, yeah, and we, got, we came out winners. Yeah, we got thousands of dollars. The fabulous foursome is uh, myself, yourself, mm -hmm. Touchdown, Tony Collins, and Ellerby. We're Team Pirate Radio. And this pool used to be, like, it was a big deal. It was like $10,000. It was, I mean, legit money. It is now up to, I believe, $43,000 is, is what's at stake yeah. in this pool. You pick one team. That's it. All you got to do is pick one team to win. If they win, you move on to the next week. If they lose, you're out of the pool. It is. So that's, it's pretty. It sounds pretty easy, it's right? Quite simple. So it's us four. We all have to agree on the pick. So we all. That's part of the deal. So Troy, if my, it looks like there are still 256 teams still in this pool, we are one of those. Yeah, which we, we barely got by. Well, last week. Guess how say. many people didn't get by last week? One hundred and ninety-five. I mean, almost half the pool eliminated in week one. In week one that's alone. Incredible. I thought we were eliminated week one. Correct. Because you, we had the Colts. You, you were uh, sending out to our group text, it's been a great ride. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoyed it. You know, Clips humor. I thought it was over. Uh, and we're like, hold on a second. Hold, hold on. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. And I said, we didn't lose. We, t we were in a game that ended as a tie. Which, by the way, they were losing all game, had a great comeback just to tie it. Yeah. Yeah. So the game was a tie, not a loss. And then, so we've got to go to the rules of the pool. 
this is another disputed pool here because that has that can happen. You can tie in the NFL during the regular season. Not all games come to a conclusion of winner and loser. In this pool, a tie counts as a win. It's not a loss. Yeah. You weren't eliminated. No. So this is an elimination pool. We Only a loss counts as a loss. And I am very happy about that because we move on to week two. I do want to release a statement and apologize for my picks week one. My number one pick uh, pick was the 49ers, who lost to the Bears. <laughs> my number three pick was the Broncos, who lost on Monday Night Football. And I had the Colts number two. Which And, and y'all were dead set on the 49ers last week. I said, please don't bet against the Bears week one. They got a new regime, new coaching staff, new general manager. They've kind of got a new attitude. I've been following them during the offseason. I said, just give them a chance. Let's see what happens week one against a very good 49ers team. And, of course, the Bears got it together in the second half. And I think the biggest factor in that game was they were playing in a hurricane. It was a slight rainstorm. But (laughs) (laughs) they won, Clip. They did. The conditions were the same for both teams. True. And congrats to your Bears. Yeah. So I thought that that would be end it right there. Okay, well, we'll just ease off the bear. Little did I know you guys would conspire after the Packers look terrible, by the way. Bears-Packers this Sunday night, NBC, game of the week. And the Bears, you know, had a huge win, a lot of momentum. Packers have no momentum, look terrible. Aaron Rodgers looked terrible. Glenn had a great analogy. The CM, what did you call him? The CM Punk? Or what is it? The, uh, well, he said you were CM Punk earlier, and then also Aaron Rodgers is CM Aaron Punk. Aaron Rodgers was that was the original. A crusty, old, bitter. It's <laughs> just old. Throw and, everybody under the bus. Yeah, he's old. Yeah. He's hurt. He's trying to work through it. Yeah, he looked like a wreck post game. But anyway, y'all are wanting it. Well, you did. You you you've taken the Packers, and now I'm telling you, the Bears are going to win that game, and we're out forty three thousand dollars. I think my better analogy was <laughs> that the Packers right so. now are like the milk that is almost bad. Like it's it's going to go bad tomorrow, and you open it, and it smells a little funky. Look, but it's still technically good. It's still technically good. My picks this week: one Packers, two Broncos, three Rams. Tony's top pick: Packers. Ellerby's top pick: Packers. Did you even put in your picks? Yes. Bears, Bills, Broncos. I went you with did. The bees. You put the Bears as your top pick. Troy. That's how confident I am they're going to win. Now, I would have not done that. You're blinded that is ridiculous. right now. Okay. You, well, when the Bears win Sunday night, I want a full. I know. A hundred percent full-throated apology on this show on Monday. You are the king of I want an apology. And for that reason, I want you to apologize for everything you've been saying this week when the Packers win. Fair. All right. Fair is fair. Look, we broke this down earlier. But the difference is, I wouldn't have... Well, never mind. I'm not going to say it. I just just feel we should have just stayed away from that game totally. Well, who? Well, you picked the Bears I, first. I had to because that's how wrong you guys are. Who do the Bills play? Bills, Bills play the Titans. I would, been, I would have been fine with that. That's tough. Broncos. I do like the Broncos. I thought, yeah. But the, the the Packers are the pick, and I get it. Rodgers looks bad. He looks mad. But last week, last year, week one, they got hammered by the Saints. Came back, won like eight in a row, and one of those eight was against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, Troy. Well, he did. I think his ownership is getting ready to be revoked. <laughs> As of now, I pulled it up. 22-5 and five against the Bears. It's abysmal. That's why I think the time is now. It's The Bears have had enough of this. It's time to put this behind them, and they need to do it with a win at Lambeau Field. And if this does happen, Troy D will have 
the I told you so over me for uh, forever, probably. And Tony and Ellerbe. Well, and it's, this isn't just a game. This is a game that we have, four, I mean, if you think about it, $43,000 riding on. I mean, that's the that's the reality of it. This yes. isn't just like, oh, this is fun sports talk. This is business clip. I agree. This is uh, each one of us would get eleven thousand dollars when we win this pool. I was hoping we'd make it past week two. Question: Why are the Packers a ten point favorite? How are you the only person seeing that the Bears are the? Packers? I have visions clip. I had a vi- and if and if it was laces out, we would have won that game. <laughs> it, but it was. I had a vision. It was the wrong. Students were getting ready to storm the field. The vision was there. No, it, it, it was it, wrong. But it was wrong. It, it, you were you lost it, was, it at the end. It was there though. It was there for the taking. East Carolina should have beaten well, NC State. Forty grand is there for the taking right now. And you're didn't. about to mess so up the bag. Forty grand out. I have a vision that the Bears win this thing. You have not had a vision. And if you had, good, because you're 0-1 on Visions this year. 0-1 <laughs> on Vision games. That's an apostrophe. That's, that's, there's an exc- uh, what do they call that? Apostrophe, no, no. exclamation point. How about an asterisk? asterisk. That's, what, that's an asterisk game on a Vision. <laughs> that's an asterisk Vision game. Oh, boy. So, uh, Packers, yeah. I tell you what, I'm going to be a little nervous on Sunday night. <laughs> And if the Bears take a lead, I'm turning my phone off. I can guarantee that. <laughs> hey, forget the phone. I'm driving over to Wizzle. I'm going to be yelling through your window. Troy's doing house calls. I think Tony and I don't live too far away. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can do a twofer. Yeah. So uh, Ellerby goes to bed at 4.30, so he'll have to find out the next day. <laughs> this could be an all-time disaster. Because I don't want Troy to have this one up on me. And, and you'd legit, But it's kind of a win-win for you, in a way. A, like when the Bears win, and there's not much we could say to you. Yeah, but it's cost me $11,000 in my share. That's the bad part. Yeah. Well, I mean, a great win for the Bears 2-0. and I'm happy for the team, absolutely. Look. Rams over Falcons was the pick anyway. I have viewed the board, and that was the pick. I, I, I think it was. I don't hate that one. I think there's yeah. a lot of picks this week. Really? Yeah. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of a tough But week. if the Bears stumble, then I'll say, well, at least we're, you know, still in. I love the uh, the Broncos against the Texans. I mean, I think yeah. that's the pick. Yeah, yeah. That that was my that was really my favorite pick. I think. Yeah, that was my number two, I believe. Well, I don't know. Did you see that video of Russell dancing and being weird? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, mean, it could be like he's already worn out his welcome. Like people just don't like that cat. This is a bounce back week for a lot of teams. I think yeah. the Packers are one of those teams, and uh, the Broncos. And we shall. What see. was their post game show like? Clip. Who's that? Packers, after that performance. Probably a lot of people sick of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And a lot of people that are commiserating with Aaron Rodgers saying, we've got nothing around them still. Right. They're, they're mad at the front For office. The 30th straight year. That's yeah. the issue. Is like the front office and the quarterback don't get along. The other one I wanted to hear was um, the Cowboys post game. That would have been great. That would yes. been, you want to talk great entertainment. Especially for someone that's not necessarily a Cowboys fan. Oh, and great joy you could take in that. Sure. Did like, you hear the oh. very end of the show on Monday? Of this show? Was it Monday or Tuesday? Uh, Monday. You need to go back and listen to it. All right. Uh, because you would really enjoy it. I broke down the uh, the Cowboys leadership. Like, who's going to pull them out of this uh, rut here, Troy? You well, broke you, out the... Uh, we got a lot of Jones. The brain trust tree. You got Jerry Jones and Jerry Jones Jr., the Keep one, going. The wife. 
Look, uh, I mean, that's who's running the Charlotte, show. Yeah, Charlotte Jones. Jerry, Stephen, Charlotte, Steven. Jerry Jr. Yeah. And look at their titles. Owner, president, GM, player personnel. They're all all the Joneses' hands are in yeah. this. You got four Joneses. What's the wife's uh, title? Executive vice president. Chief Brando. You sure that's a wife or is it not a daughter? She's oh, in charge that, of marketing. Sorry, that's, yeah, that's the uh, that's the daughter. Well, where do they right. have the illegitimate kid? But the wife is in charge of art for the uh, stadium. That's what I mean. Jerry's, like yeah. she's. A, a, oh, they talked no about. Show. Didn't they talk about that on the uh, game the other? Yeah, night? she does. That's she, right. She's yeah. she's purchased all the art. She does have a role. She just doesn't have a role in the football operations. Right. Right. Chief Brand. She's an executive vice president. She's doing something. That's a different person. That's, Charlotte Jones? Yeah, that's not his wife. Oh, wait. So there's another one. Right. I think oh, okay. He, you're I, right. I, she I, married into the family somehow? Yeah. Maybe? Like, I believe she's... Okay. So I don't believe, I wife, don't believe that's Jerry's wife is what I'm saying. No. If it is, good for Jerry. <laughs> that Junior's wife, maybe? <laughs> I was, it, right. I was thinking maybe a daughter. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, what's, does it say? Her yeah. bio? Nah, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of like the royal family of Texas. It is. Yeah. It's like it's Game like of they Thrones. On the, it's like, they, 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 you know... Jerry is the Queen Elizabeth who won't go away. Yeah. You know, but then even if he does, you're replacing him with a dude. That's you have like, all these doofuses yeah, underneath. It's like, never going to change. You got Stephen Jones with sausage fingers, you know, who was taking over. It's like, uh, kind of like the WWE, like you had Vince at the top, and then Shane is excommunicated from the family. Nobody wants Steph to run it, so you got to give it to Hunter. So who's Hunter outside. married into it, but he's outside the family though. Yeah. Technically, yeah. like it would be like if a non-Jones rescued uh, the Cowboys. I don't see glass cleaner up here. Which yeah. one's the glass cleaner? The glass cleaner. Was that, that was Stephen. Okay, Steve, that was Stephen. Where that was a beautiful moment. I got you. <laughs> I got you, Dad. <laughs> he handed him the glasses. He had, he cleaned the glasses. I got you, Daddy. Back. Yeah. That was that was beautiful. Uh, how about them Cowboys? I so. did like. Uh, Jerry going on radio this week and saying that Dak's gonna be back in four weeks. <laughs> yeah, well they had the cowboy doctor looking at him. So I know uh, it's, it's it's once again it's all very wrestling. You see a doctor with a big cowboy? No, that, it's uh, literally it's, a cowboy doctor. It looked it look like a cow doctor, like a like a a, <laughs> a, a vet, veter a veterinarian of large cows. animals. Yeah, and they and originally he said we're gonna have to put Dak down, and they're like, no, <laughs> we can figure this out. We don't need to shoot him. Like this man's his hand has been up some some cow rearing. Like he has been sleeved yeah. up, brother. <laughs> well, I remember Bessie had a hoof like this once, <laughs> and here's what we had to do. If you're, I don't think Dax can be producing milk for another two. He like the cat that uh, like his over like the auction or whatever that would judge the animals. <laughs> this is an A grade steer or what have you. That's what he liked to I, me. And I think the Texas. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys ownership more than any other NFL team medals more like the Bears. I'm not crazy about their ownership, but they have now ter- admitted they can't do it, Wait, and they've gotten rid of they've gotten gotten out of it, and they've hired a new GM and coach to take care of it. It used to be Al it. Davis. Well, yeah, after this games, is very similar. After to Al games, Davis. Troy coach press conference, player press conference. Who's the only owner that does post game press Jones. conference? Right, even Daniel Snyder doesn't do that. What? Nah, thank God. Uh, he's yeah. in a closet. Somewhere. I know, like, but I'm saying he <laughs> used to meddle, and now they've kind of we bullied him into not showing up anywhere. At yeah. this right. He can't even be in the stadium. No, nah, they showed his wife. They showed Tanya uh, the at the game, and he wasn't there. Imagine owning an NFL team and not even being able to the go. Fan to the base dislikes you so much. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, he's, he's on his it, yacht it, it in international waters. Comfort-esque. I know. I was thinking it. I didn't say it. Yeah. it is he's got to be in hiding yeah. to yeah. attend a game. 
All right, let's uh, let's get another break in. We'll come back. You hang on another second. I'll do a second. All right, let's uh, we'll talk ECU Campbell. If I'm Troy, I just stick with his ECU ODU prediction right, for right. this week. Yeah, I. We'll see. We're getting close to. We need that. Yeah. Uh, we need your prediction when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, UBE is stocked up for Family Weekend with all your painted gold gear, including the Holden Ehlers number 12 t-shirts and a whole lot more. UBE is open all weekend, including on Sunday, Join Pirate Radio and The Voice, Jeff Charles, tomorrow at noon for the UBE Pirate Preview, live from the showroom floor. UBE, an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online now at pirateware.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, I got to tell you, as a kid, this would have been right up my alley. And as a 40-year-old kid, it is still up my alley. Uh, this is a sweet gold Holt Naylor jersey, shirt jersey. Yeah. Name number on the back, Holt Naylor's 12 logo on the front with the autograph. And uh, this is awesome. You really got them. Yeah, really cool. And, um, you know, I'm not huge in a yellow shirt, but this one looks really good, to be honest. And uh, very affordable. And uh, thanks to our friends at University Sportswear uh for producing these shirts for their uh ube and hold nailers but uh they look fantastic three colors too right yeah they do have if you don't if for some reason if you don't want a yellow or if they sell out they do have purple and black available also but while supplies last there's only these are limited edition honestly um we were only able to do uh, a handful of these so uh very cool through holt nailers and the new nil agreements and stuff we're able to do stuff like this with him now so um and this was him actually doing it so this was his idea and a very creative concept by holton and uh we were just happy to be able to produce them for him yeah i mean look you can look at the nil and transfer portal in fact we'll hear comments from blake harrell talking about the the positives of the portal there's negatives there's plenty of negatives on everything but uh this is one of the positives that yeah uh, we can get some cool gear like this and holden can get a little piece of the pie it's a win-win who could could be against that i mean what a great uh solution for everybody all right uh our flight by yingling ecu practice report will have audio from mike houston blake harrell donnie kirkpatrick later on but the next generation of light beer is flight by yingling don't just raise a glass raise the bar flight by yingling available wherever beer is sold we talked to the players monday on the players lounge we've heard from the coaches and everybody troy 100 laser focused right now on campbell and that's how it's got to be last year east carolina had a scare put into them by charleston southern won that game by three points yeah pirates were on the ropes they got the win but it wasn't pretty so they can't take anybody lightly that includes this campbell team well and i think you've seen these big schools across the country take lesser teams lightly just last week and and what can happen when uh you know an app state rolls into texas a&m or Marshall rolls up into, uh, you know, uh, South Bend. So, look, Campbell on paper, ECU should dominate this game. But once again, you can't go in there with the attitude, oh, this is going to be an easy game. I think you need to go in the attitude is we need to kill these guys. 
you know, we, we need to make a statement here. We can't just win this game. We need to win this game and look good doing it. If we're a good football team, you should dominate this game, and let's go out and do it. Um, the, the team has looked, you know, look, great win over ODU, NC State. They so close, could have been there, should have been there, but it got a lot of people's attention at how good they played against NC State. Now, this is a game you don't want to trip up on. This is a game you want to, you know, you want to put your foot down. And I'm not saying you have to run up the score, but I'm saying make it a dominant win. You want to see some backups in the second half in the game, give those starters a rest to get ready for their conference opener against Navy the following Saturday. Yeah. Your score last week, it was like 56 to it? 14 or something. I will say, I, I scoffed at, at one it a point bit. In the second half. So it was a close game in the second half, but also East Carolina could have scored at the end if they wanted yeah. to. Yeah, would have put it at what close to forty-five. They gave up a late touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple things go different. Your score is really not that far Very off. Close. So right, yeah, uh, Pirates did cover. They're great against the spread this week. Uh, around thirty points. Troy Pirates Dave. undefeated. Uh, and Pirates will cover that spread again and move to three and zero on the season against the against the spread. You uh, you keeping your same score? Actually, similar. I do, I, I'm I'm going to stick with that 56 number. Um, I do think the Pirates could put 50 plus points on the board, and uh, I'm going to say they hold Campbell to just a touchdown. Something, okay. something weird will happen. There could be a special teams error or something. Something weird will happen. It won't be a shutout. I want it to be a shutout. But I think Campbell gets on the board. All right. There you go. The Camels. Uh, coming up 6 o'clock Saturday, and we'll be with you 2 o'clock on the now, Bud Light pregame tailgate. When's the last time ECU football has had a shutout? I meant to look at the game notes. And so uh, yesterday, uh, Steve and John notified us. you got to go back to Duke, I think, in 2000. Wow. So it's was. been 22 years. So question I have for you guys is, can the Pirates get over the hump this Saturday to do it again? Boo. Over the humps. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Troy D, season opener, 2000. Wallace Wade, Pirates 38, Devils 0. So it has happened this century. Yes, barely. Yeah. But Uh, 22 years. This would be a good game. Now, I will say this is a – with the way the defense has been playing and Blake Harrell's guys, this is a potential, hey, let's – Let's have a shutout. That's one of the great things. You know, sometimes people get criticized if they run the score up. You never get criticized for having a shutout. You never get criticized for keeping the other team off the board. Let's do that this weekend. Yeah. Let's have a shutout. I just, it's just been so long. I just got to see it to believe it first before I can predict one. It would be the first shutout in Pirate Radio history. It would. You're right. So I, I don't, and I feel like I've predicted it before and it hasn't happened. So I'm going to say no, we give up a touchdown and then hopefully we're talking about a shutout. All right. I like it. I do believe this has shutout alert type of game. Uh, big dog, what are we looking like as far as streaming goes? We are down, but oh, no. working on that. Oh, so, damn. yep. Can't see our pretty faces. Apologize to our streaming audience. And uh, when we get back, please smash or click. Whatever yeah. you prefer. Or just smash your dashboard if you're listening to us on your radio. Troy, give us our weekly J.H. Rose JV football update. Well, it's going to be a big game in Greenville, North Carolina, as uh, the 3-0 and Rampants put it on the line. 6.30 kickoff against Jacksonville. Mm. A solid club. The Cardinals. Out of Jacksonville. So uh, this will be the first conference game of the year clip. All right. So it's starting so to get real. It is starting to get real. The, uh, as the coaches say right now, your record's 0-0. 
because all that you can play for in JV is a conference championship. That's as far as you can take it. So that's what they're shooting for. And but, uh, conference is tough. Three and oh, one week, I guess, wiped out because Brian yeah. Bailey said earlier this week, we are in week five of yeah. the high school season. Had one game rained out due to uh, lightning and rain. Yeah. Uh, the field flooded right beforehand. That was uh, that was against Cleveland. That would have been a good, that, good game. A good test, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck uh, to those rampants. Yeah. So it should be fun. Troy, thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you Saturday. Sounds good. Good seeing you guys. I'll uh, check in with you from the tailgate zone. Looking forward to it. All right. We'll take a timeout. Come back. Big hour two on tab. We'll talk to Kevin Monroe when we return. Also, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. We'll look at uh, the games from a gambling perspective. And uh, we might let Chandler Honeycutt talk hour two. Big hour one, Chan Man. Great job. We'll uh, might hear from you in hour two. But maybe not. Uh, we got a good thing going right now, I feel like. Yeah, Without... yeah. Yeah. Okay. But maybe not. Are you doing a mully? <laughs> mully joins us at 5 o'clock. <laughs> so stay tuned for that as well. Mully, Tony Collins, a uh, lot of great guests coming up. Back with more after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right. A lot of numbers and ways you can break down and rank and talk about sports and football. And I don't know what these plus minus numbers mean. This is the uh, simple power rating for FBS teams. Okay, now I see from 2019 to 2022 i was wondering why iowa was number six on the list i was gonna say i'm i'm no longer reading this uh this number anything that has iowa number six because they are brutal this year as we have talked about with patrick mason uh man of chan chandler honeycutt joining us here in studio what's up chan what's up clipper good to see you ready for some football tonight yes sir cannot wait week two kicks off tonight uh good matchup with chargers and the chiefs love it great matchup you got your uh fantasy lineup set uh yes i had to uh get rid of a kicker and it, he would have played tonight it was harrison butker and a lot of people were um saw last week Justin. his last name's reed um justin reed justin reed go in and not only kick an extra point but kick off and it was a touchback and that's because harrison butker their kicker former panthers uh draft pick um got hurt in that game so he is out tonight so i had to go and get a new kicker my new kicker is jake elliott of the philadelphia eagles uh that was super impressive by justin reed by the way you got all these kickers missing chip shots missing extra points he goes out there booms one and also kicks one out of the end zone on a kickoff i am very excited tonight about mike williams and i was excited about him before i found out that keenan allen was out and now I'm even more excited about him. Uh, now that Keenan Allen is out. But Mike Williams did not have a good week one. I think his numbers skyrocket tonight. I love his player prop over, was it, 68 and a half, whatever. Just get to 70 yards and you'll be a winner tonight with Mike Williams. So I look for a uh, big night for Mike Williams. I like his longest catch over 
I think it was 24 and a half, something like that. But uh, I like Mike Williams tonight. And as you said, I like this game. This is a great matchup. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of people wondering how in the world can I watch this game. It's on Amazon Prime, and it's only on Amazon Prime. So if you don't have Amazon, you cannot watch it. Nope. So uh, you better get it or listen to it right here on pirate radio how about, how, how about kirk kirk herbstreet a busy oh, man yeah. he, a busy man he is he will be making his debut tonight alongside al michaels uh i did come across uh he's on tiktok kirk herbstreet is on tiktok and he uh d- does this like one minute video of like his day in the life oh yeah he yeah, is yeah. busy yeah uh he goes to game day and then he flies to the game that he has to do that in that prime time slot uh and now he adds uh to this so i can't wait to listen to al michaels uh and uh kirk herbstreet tonight so he's in l a kansas city tonight he'll be in boone on uh saturday morning mm-hmm. traveling the world and then to whatever the primetime game is uh on saturday night i'm assuming a and m miami probably that probably is i think it's a night 13 game. and 14 matchup so yeah. uh I, we talked about this a little bit last night and we could talk about it a different time it's just one question Am I putting Daryl Henderson in my starting lineup? Is he running back number one for the Rams? Well, let's bring in the big dog, Glenn Griffin, because I was on the way to tiebreaker Sunday, did a Twitter spaces, and had a few folks chiming in. And then big dog went big fantasy on me and said his player to watch today, because I was talking about Chiefs receivers. How many does Juju get? How about MVS? Who steps in for Tyree Kill? The answer is always Travis Kelsey, but uh glenn said sneaky chiefs receiver is not a receiver it's a running back named clyde edwards alaire and clyde edwards alaire had two receiving touchdowns wow on sunday so big dog the big dog pays to read baby (laughs) the big dog had the big advice uh so i told you to sit daryl henderson last week i was wrong but I'm, I don't know, man. Like it, it's just the, a funny split, and I, I feel like he always gets nicked up and hurt. I'm not comfortable at all with it. But let's hear your other options before we say one way or the other. It's a 60-40 split now. Like it, that's just tough to run with. At running back, I have McKissick on my bench. I have hold on, hold on. So are you playing him at running back or flex? Or, no, it, it would be a flex. So, okay. so so I have Melvin Gordon on the bench. I have Cole Komet. I have Tyler Lockett, Naheem Hines, and then uh, McKissick. Out of those options, I mean, I think I like Henderson the most. Yeah. Who the Broncos play? Texans? Uh, Texans. Could see him getting in the end zone against Houston. I feel like Melvin Gordon got a lot of touches the other night, but he fumbled the football. But so did Williams. But at some point, Williams is going to take take over. over. Yes. And at some point, will Akers take over? I don't know. I think I would probably play Henderson, but i would not be shocked if it's a major letdown you know like yeah you just don't know week to week he got a lot of touches week one he did and they got their ass kicked so you know they do they go back to that well i don't know but i out of those options i would play him his projected points for this week is 14.02 and i don't don't mean it i know but uh, that was it's not that's not what it was last week yeah but they (laughs) saw what happened they saw his usage and uh and that went up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, stick them in there, Chandler. Good All luck. right, let's do it. Good luck. All right, let's uh, talk more fantasy. I, like, I love talking fantasy. But right now, we got to talk pirate football. By the way, we are back up on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks, Big Dog Glenn Griffin, for getting those problems fixed. So make sure you are liking and smashing and subscribing. And uh-oh. Uh-oh. Damn it. 
as i say I'm that sorry we're off again oh well guess what what i figured out what causes it oh well i guess that's a good thing head on over to 92.7 and 1041 125930 or online pr927fm.com and listen to this Kevin Monroe interview because he joins us right now on the Pit Electric Live line. Kevin, good to chat with you. How you doing today, man? Good to be here, Clip. Doing well. Pirates are one and one coming off that win over Old Dominion and we ran over the stats quite a bit this week. Uh one of those that really stands out, Kevin, time of possession. Uh as East Carolina controlled the uh, the clock and controlled the game. And there's two ways that, that that can happen, and one of those is the defense getting off the field, getting three and outs, Old Dominion one of nine on third down. The other way is Old Dominion scoring drives, Kevin, were like two or three plays just zooming down the field. So good performance, but Blake Harrell had plenty to talk about to clean up this week for the Pirates. So uh, how about that defense two games in uh, in your eyes right now? I think the defense looks great, Clip. You know, obviously you have the letdowns in, in the in the back end where uh, Allie Jennings has, you know, I think 196 yards receiving uh, a few touchdowns, and and he was, gosh, about 75 to 80 percent of their total offense. I think they only had a 265 yards, something like that, total offense. And so uh, to have that guy just kind of get lost back there was a little bit frustrating. But it was one of those things where they were playing a lot of zone. And he just would kind of get in the, in the middle of the zone and, and sit down, and nobody would, would, could find him. And so uh, Coach Houston seemed to be a little bit upset about that. I know they're working on it hard this week, uh, getting it cleaned up. So hopefully uh, no other receivers will have a day like that. That being said, I love the pressure we saw on the quarterback. Um, I love the way they played the run. Um, I love the, play, the way they played the other receivers. And so overall, I feel great about this defense for two weeks. Um Specifically, the way they played against uh, NC State offense that you know returned seven starters and had one of the, the best quarterbacks in the country. So, uh, so far, so good. Kevin Monroe joining us. We had this uh, conversation too this week, Kevin. We were trying to see, you know, are there any? Is there a star on this defense, or is it just a collection of? solid p- football players because you, you go through the d-line with elijah morris and you know jeremy lewis and xavier smith miles barry at linebacker julius woods made some plays Jawan powell like everybody has has chipped in and and made plays i don't know if there's a start is, is anybody kind of standing out head and shoulders above anybody else on defense right now you know i agree with you i don't, I don't know if there are any stars um i do think at every level uh, there's players that are playing above average. You know, I think Malik Fleming is playing above average in yeah. the secondary. Uh, you know, I like guys like uh, Wilson Stringer, um, Elijah Morris. Um, you know, they, there's there's people that are that are that are playing at least at what we thought they could play or better. Um, but no, this, the thing that I tell people is I love the way they pursuit of the football as a team. I love the way they team tackle. You know, just go back to the, the clip everybody's showing on YouTube from the NC State game. You know, yeah, we drive the guy back 20 yards, but it's not one player. You know, it's, it's 10 guys driving him back 20 yards. So uh, they team tackle very, very well, and I know that makes Blake Carroll proud because that's that's what you teach as a defensive coordinator is everybody gets to the football. I don't care where it is. Get there and tap off. Kevin Monroe joining us on the Pit Electric Live line, and uh, we'll get to some negative on special teams, but one positive on special teams has been Malik Fleming and punt returns, and, you know, hadn't broke a big one, but is getting positive yards, is showing no fear back there, and more importantly, showing some ball security at the same time. So just from that standpoint, I think Malik uh, has done a good job. Not only you talked about his defense, Kevin, but with punt returns so far this year. That's exactly right. I think uh, what people liked about Tyler Sneed was that he was, 
comfortable back there. He was confident, and he always caught the football. But he didn't do a whole lot after that. You know, just whether it was size or speed burst or whatever, he never seemed to find a way to to get a big punt return. He was better on kickoff return, but uh, the coaches liked him back there because of his ball security. Well, what we're getting out of Malik Fleming is ball security plus that fearlessness. He doesn't care about guys breathing down his neck. He is going to catch that ball and get up field. And so uh, to have a guy that's a little bit scary back there, it makes it, it makes a difference for punt teams trying to kick away from him, you know, they end up shanking punts because they don't want to kick it to him. And so uh, I like what he's doing a lot back there. So far, so good. And I know he's going to break one sooner or later. And Kevin, now to the negative. Through two weeks, we've had a block punt for a touchdown to NC State, two missed field goals, two blocked extra points. It's been kind of a nightmare and and i want to ask you about keaton mitchell because i heard you say something week one about him returning kicks uh but first of all the the field goal unit the punting unit kevin i mean that and and it, and it sounds like mike houston and these coaches have put a lot of emphasis on special teams it just hasn't it hadn't worked out through two weeks i know that much yeah week one um it was certainly between owen daffer and, and, and the holder in terms of what they had going on and, and those those you know one was hooked one was pushed you know, we'll, we'll put that one on Owen for week one. But week two, I thought he did much better. I thought when he hit the ball, he hit it solid. Um, they were, you know, the kicks were going to the uprights. The the letdowns came from blocking. And uh, Coach Houston talked about that in the post game. He was, you know, very disappointed in, in the blocking. And then they actually made some changes on field goal, um, on PAT and field goal this week because uh, somebody just missed their block a couple times. And so they, you can't have that. You can't, you can't get field goals and PATs off and people aren't doing their blocking assignments. So, uh, hopefully that's been corrected. Um, hopefully we won't see those issues anymore. Uh, the punt game, if you notice, you know the 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 way that, they, that he was punting in the beginning, the kind of that I call it the Australian rules, yeah. thing where you kind of run to the side and kick it. He hasn't done that in a while. He hasn't done that since he got blocked. Uh, he's just been kicking the ball straight downfield for the most part, um, and we'll take what we can get. Even if he's kicking, you know, for a thirty-yard net, which I know he's doing much better than that, we'll take that as opposed to getting blocked. And so. The timing was way off on that one. He got blocked. It was four-plus seconds uh, to get it off, and that just can't happen. So uh, ever since then, I think they've cleaned that up some. I don't think there was any issues uh, last game. So hopefully moving forward, special teams will be a lot better. And you hope you clean things up game to game. Kevin, I heard you on the broadcast game one talking about you know, Keaton Mitchell maybe being a little hesitant with the kick returns. Have you know? Have you seen any difference from game one to game two? And look, I still think he's going to break one eventually. Uh, I still think this could work out. But how about Keaton Mitchell kick returns? What have you seen from that so far? Yeah, so what I said on the air uh, clip, and it was a great point you bringing it up, is that when you play running back, there, there's a terminology called slow to fast through. And essentially what that means is slow to the line of scrimmage, where you're assessing things, where you're letting blocks develop, and then once you see the hole, you go fast through it. So you, 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 you kind of hesitate, kind of get time to pick your, pick your spots, and then go. That's great for running back. That's not great in a kickoff return. A kickoff return, you got to get the ball, find a lane, and go immediately. I don't care if you run into the back of somebody. I don't care if you run into a blocker. I don't care if you run into a defender. you got to go and get what you can get. You don't have time to sit back there and, and set things up. It just doesn't work like that in a kickoff return because you got guys shooting bullets down at you 100 miles an hour, and they're coming, coming to hit you. And If you're just sitting back there waiting your time, you'll never get to the 25, 30-yard line. So, that first game, he was just kind of sitting back there waiting for things to open up. I don't think it's a fear thing. I don't think he's scared of getting hit. Obviously not that. I just yeah. think he's trying to find something, and so he couldn't. And this, this, the second game, I thought he did a lot better. He only had a couple of returns, uh, but I thought he did much better just kind of getting in and going. I think Malik Fleming would be another good option back there based on what I've seen from punt returns. So we'll see. 
but yeah, game one to game two was a, was a much better uh, improvement by Keith Mitchell. Yeah, and that's what you want to see, Kevin Monroe joining us. You talk about that. What was the phrase you used for the running backs, Kevin? What was that again? Slow to fast through. We were talking about that, and and some like Le'Veon Bell would almost kind of just stand straight up behind the line, almost, and then boom shoot through i remember clinton portis used to do that uh some of the great running backs to set it up but good point that uh it's different than kick return and hey i like to hear you say that you saw some changes there week one to week two that's what you want to see so yeah and, and it's, it's weird but you you're exactly right Le'Veon's great at it clinton portis is good at it dq elliott's good at it yeah. i like to see guys that just kind of you know find their way through and and that's that's what keaton does at running back and that's why he's so good at it uh, it just doesn't, doesn't work a kickoff return. Kevin Monroe joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. Let's talk about the offense. Kevin got the ground game going a little bit and some big chunks, obviously, with Keaton Mitchell and uh, and Marlon Gunn at the end of the game coming in. But got a run game established, too, with Rajay there in the second half and uh, maybe allowed Holt Naylor's to be more comfortable at quarterback. I was impressed week one, Kevin, with their la- the way they couldn't run the ball. They were still able to have a good day throwing the football, uh, which usually if you see one get shut down, it's easy to shut down both, but how about the uh, the offense through two games, Kevin? What has uh, stood out to you positively, and, and any negatives you've seen? Yeah, I've been impressed. Uh, as you said, there was literally zero running game uh, against NC State, and they were still able to get yards, still able to get points, and that's kudos to uh, to Holt Naylor. They've given him the reins out there, so whenever he goes in the line of scrimmage, it's his job to assess the defense, and he's got about three different plays that he can run, and he'll check into the correct play. And so if he sees seven or more in the box, you know, he's checking out a run and going to pass. And that's what we saw all game long with NC State. They were they were crowding the box, trying to make Holton those young receivers, not necessarily young, but new receivers, beat them. And so uh, they found a way to make that happen. They found a way to get the, the pass game going. And then really through uh, two quarters of the Old Dominion game, it was very similar. I think I think Coach Kirkpatrick and the off the line and, um, you know, running backs coaches were a little bit worried, a little bit, a little bit concerned about how good Old Dominion's defensive line played in that first half. I don't think they expected them to play as well. They knew they were good, but they didn't think they were going to be like NC State, and they shut that run down that first half. And so, kudos to them for going in at halftime, making the right adjustments, coming back out, and the run game looked completely different in the second half of that ODU game, as you mentioned, the, the 81-yarder by Keaton Mitchell, but also Rajay found some lanes. Obviously, uh, Marlon did at the end of the game. But the run game looked completely different, and hopefully, um, that will that will you know be the big difference in Game Three. Because I don't expect uh, Campbell to be able to hold up on the defensive line yeah. the way that both Old Dominion and NC State did. So, love what I've seen so far uh, in the run game uh, in terms of you know making the right adjustments and figuring it out. The pass game, I mean, you go into a season where you got two brand new starters in Winstead and Johnson, not knowing what to expect. The o- the only negative I saw. Game one was there was two or three times where Holton put the ball on the money. Maybe he was maybe he's a little bit late, but he put the ball on the money. Ball hit the hands of the receivers, yeah. and the ball was knocked out by NC State defensive back. And that's just one of those things where you know if you remember Justin Hardy and Zay Jones, obviously I'm picking two of the best in the ECU <laughs> history, but they always caught the ball with their hands. They were really strong. They were always coming back to the football, and that's what you have to do as a receiver: come back to the football, catch with your hands, get that thing tucked away. And in game two. I was pleasantly surprised. No balls got knocked out like they were getting knocked out against NC State. So, so far, so good with those two new guys. They're playing well. 
not a whole lot of drops out there. Yeah, and Isaiah Winstead had at least one, maybe two of those early in the state game, and he has not led the team in receiving yet through two games. It's been Johnson and Johnson, CJ and Jalen, but I still say, man, he he looks the part, doesn't he, Kevin? I think he is the the team's best receiver. He's going to have some huge days ahead, uh, Isaiah Winstead. I love his size. I love the fact that he's quick at that size, right? It's, it's unusual to have a guy with that kind of quickness running routes and getting open at six foot four. And then he kind of, you know, you can tell he's a basketball player because he kind of boxes out corners and it's, it's hard for them to get around him. He catches, he, he becomes a possession receiver with his size when he turns his back to the defense and, and his face to the quarterback. So love the way he's able to operate, move his body, and catch the football. He, he's been impressive so far. And look, we haven't seen like Travis Kelsey, Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez numbers from these tight ends, but two games and Calhoun's found the end zone. Uh, Ryan Jones has found the end zone. I think they combined for six catches or so last week. Again, not gaudy numbers, but th- they're going to find their way too if if the attention starts to go to Jalen Johnson, Isaiah on the outside. That just opened things up uh, on the inside. And look, CJ had what six week one, only had one catch week two. I think those numbers are going to go up and down all year, right, Kevin? Like whatever the defense is doing, Holton's going to find the guy he's supposed to find on that particular play. And honestly, you might as well go ahead and call. DJ a third tight end because yeah. he's as big as some of those guys, and he and they and they got him in that slot now, so he's working the middle of the field. And Ryan Jones, just a, he's a cheat code. I mean, it's crazy how big and strong that kid is, and he's still fast, catches the ball with his hands. Like you can't guard him with a linebacker; you have to put a safety on him, sometimes a corner on him, and then he's going to outsize those, outmatch those guys size wise. And so he, it's tough to guard him in there. And so he's always going to be open on third downs. He's one of the guys you're going to be looking for, and it just makes things much easier for the wideouts to have good, strong receivers in the middle of the field that can run fast. So, love what <laughs> Calhoun, Johnson, and Jones so far. And, Kevin, usually um, sports analysts will use the deceptive speed uh, term for someone who looks like me, but uh, Ryan Jones, I guess because he's a tight end, I don't know, he's got some quickness for his size, too. You, you said it, cheat code, matchup nightmare. Absolutely. I, he, I mean, he can. he is just as fast as the majority of the wide receivers on the team, yeah. and he's bigger than all of them. And so, you know, I, I can understand why he left Oklahoma as a linebacker and said, I want to catch the football because <laughs> he knew what he could do, and now, we're, and now we're benefiting from it. How about a matchup with Campbell, Kevin? I got to say, I, I love the I love what the players are saying and their mindset. They came in here after a loss and talked to us on Monday and had their heads up, ready to go for week two. And then after a win week two, they came in here, kind of, you know, we're ready for week three. They, they don't look back a lot which is a good thing and i don't think they're going to take campbell lightly but it's it's human nature i mean you can speak to it kevin you know when you were a big favorite how tough is it as a player to to put your head down go to work as opposed to playing a big game against nc state you know what i'm saying how did you handle that personally yeah a lot a lot of the way coach houston talks is the way that coach logan used to talk to us we would always laugh because coach logan would make every team sound like the, the freaking uh, <laughs> New England Patriots under yeah. Brady. Like, every team was great. And so it didn't matter how much we were favored or how much we were, you know, the underdogs. We would go into the game thinking these guys are incredible. And so Coach Houston does the same thing. He's been he's been pumping up the quarterback for Campbell. He's been pumping up the coaching staff. He's been saying what great athletes they have. And they do. They do have those guys. The, the issue is depth, and the issue is, you know, size and strength and speed at certain positions. And so they're going to have some starters that can play for East Carolina, but they're also going to have some starters that probably are there for a reason. And so that's, that's, that's the difference, and you don't know what positions those are. So you got to go out and play hard. So I, I love the approach these guys are having because they're, they're saying to themselves, we got to go out and play hard because there's good people on the other side of the field. Should we win? 
yeah, but we're going to go ahead and play our best game. And and it wasn't too long ago that we were losing to James Madison and and, yeah. and, and teams like that. And so that's got to be fresh in those guys' minds, too. Sure. You got that. You got Charleston Southern from last year. You got plenty you can look back at and say, hey, look, guys, if we don't go out there and play, uh, we could be in trouble on Saturday. Kevin Monroe joining us will be on the call along with The Voice, Jeff Charles and Marty Fuhrer coming up Saturday, 6 o'clock, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. And uh, we'll be with you 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter calling show. Kevin, uh, great weekend for the NFC East, 3-1, and one, huh? I don't, I can't remember who lost, but big weekend. The Beast is back, baby. Oh boy! You know what? I, I don't know what to think about the division. Um, you know, I, I watch the Commanders play. We got some weapons, Kevin. I don't think it's going to be a great year, but man, Dodson and McLaurin, and if Samuel's healthy, we got some guys, Kevin. You got some guys, but you also got quarterback that likes to throw the ball to the side. Oh yeah, and and, and Philadelphia, you know, I, they won, but they sure made that one hard to beat Detroit, and I'm I'm not in love with Detroit, so. We'll see. Now, I, I will say, obviously, my guys with my quarterback being down, yeah. there ain't much happening, at least for the first five or six games of the season. Hopefully, Cooper Rush can win a couple games and keep us in there. But I'm, it, it, the, the division is far from being decided at this point. I'm, no, that's a good point. And if this is one of those years, Kevin, where like eight, nine wins wins the East, then, yeah, you certainly got a shot. Yeah, and, and, and the Giants, I mean, I love what I saw from Saquon. I've got him on one of my fantasy teams. I've always <laughs> thought he was really good back. But... I, you know he can't do it all every game, and and that's that's what happened on Sunday. So we'll, we'll just see about the chat. Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin always enjoyed the chat, man. Have a great call on Saturday. Hopefully the Pirates can get to two and one, and uh, see if we can talk some uh, ECU Navy with you next week. Anytime, man. Sorry about last week, but we're we're back. The voice is ready. The voice is ready, and his voice will be with the voice coming up Saturday. East Carolina taking on. Campbell and uh, during that chat Robert we are back on Facebook Live and YouTube so make sure you check us out there and uh, smash that like smash, smash. that sub. Uh, Robert says we have shaken our red zone droughts of the past and I was trying to find that stat on the UBE stat sheet but uh, I guess he's uh, he's right right uh, East Carolina has been pretty good red zone this year oh here we go East Carolina on the year 8 for 9 in the red zone Wow! and here's a good number 6 of 9 red zone touchdowns so uh, 67% of the time they get into the red zone, they are scoring a touchdown. There's a bad stat after ECU scores a touchdown. Five of eight on extra, on extra points this year. One shank and two blocks. So uh, that's something that's got to clean up. But, yeah, good call, Robert. Uh, East Carolina, eight of nine in the red zone, six of nine touchdowns in the red zone. And how about the defense? Teams uh, entering the red zone against East Carolina. This was held out against NC State on the one. Uh, but teams are three of five scoring in the red zone on East Carolina, uh, 60% right now. Man, I just go back to that South Carolina game. My freshman year, 2016, Philip Nelson at quarterback. Mm. You have all those red zone – Well, I feel like that was the start of just our red zone weakness – uh, how many turnovers inside the 20, inside the 10? Yeah. And now it seems like there's a lot of confidence in this team and this fan base when the Pirates enter the red zone. Yeah, and uh, hopefully that trend continues against Campbell. We've seen it go a number of ways with Rajay running the ball, Keaton running the ball, shovel pass, uh, with, uh, uh, Calhoun and Ryan Jones mm-hmm. scoring from the red zone. So a number of different ways East Carolina – 
has attacked it. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We'll talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. We'll look at tonight's NFL game. We'll talk East Carolina Campbell and a whole lot of college football from a gambling perspective with the big man from Barstool Sports. That's on the way right after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit beautybarmetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Winslow's is now 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room with a a brand new look. 5th Street also has a new menu and it's Serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 10.30 on Sundays. What else is new? Well, 5th Street Hardware has uh, poker every Tuesday night and trivia on Wednesdays with DJ Captain Morgan. It's a new look, a new name, but the same location right on 5th Street beside the State Theater. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. I like this tune. Well, you know me. I, I, I like my, my beats. And I added some lyrics. Oh. I like football. I like football. I like football. I like football. Okay. If y'all know the words, sing along. I, I like, like football. football. Yeah. I, I like football. I like football. Don't we all? I like football. Don't we all? I like football. Tony Collins, he like football. Yes, Run it back. I like football. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I like football. Tell him. I like football. Yes, he does. I like football. Tell him. I like football. Yes, he does. That tune is called, uh, I think we're going to call that. I like football. I was thinking uh, the sensuality of man. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the show. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes. Does that mean that tune is going to come up at the end of this segment? Yes. All right, well, let's hurry up. The quicker we get through this segment, the quicker we get to hear that song again. The sensuality of man, parentheses, I like football. <laughs> uh, let's head out to the Pit Electric Live line. Talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports. He joins us here to talk gambling, pirates, NFL, and more. Big man, how you doing on this Thursday? great how are you Cliff? doing great and it is a big day uh the uh, new show is debuting as we speak on this program so we recorded this interview earlier in the afternoon uh with nadu because he's got a big premiere coming up big man on betting with jeff nadu barstool sports you can find it on the barstool sports book youtube so my suggestion is listen to this uh interview Listen to the rest of our show, and then make sure you check out uh, Big Man on Betting on YouTube, the Barstool Sportsbook YouTube. Congrats, Big Man. This is going to be awesome. Uh, as I've told you, I uh, 
I first got into you when you were doing your uh, daily show on YouTube talking college basketball, and I love that old format, and uh, I can't wait to hear you breaking down games every Thursday. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate that clip. Yeah, I couldn't be more excited. It's got a little archive value as well. I mean, being on Thursday, you got a couple of days to listen to yeah. it. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to kind of work in all sorts of stuff, whether it's college football, the NFL, college basketball down the road. Um, and it gives me kind of an hour or so to just kind of do my own thing for once. Um, you know, I love being on all the different shows occasionally, whether it's being a guest on a pod or, or on Pick Central. But it's nice to have my own voice and just really kind of interact with people and show people why I why and how I've done this for so long. And um, I think I can obviously offer a lot to people. And yeah, I urge you to come check it out. I know um, you you folks down there are always very supportive, and your fan base I, I I interact with a lot, so I appreciate that. Thank you, Cliff. By the way, and they do on Pick Central on Wednesday. If you missed that yesterday, you can go uh, check that out and uh enjoyed seeing you up there and they do i thought they were trolling you at first because you guys talked about aaron judge and baseball for like 25 minutes but you You know (laughs) i gotta tell you man and that's sometimes how the shows work out man you know you you always want to work in other stuff but yeah i listen it's not that i don't love baseball at this time of year i just you know again i have other things that i want to talk about (laughs) you know i'm hoping that i think every week I'll be up there doing at least one show a week with Pick Central, so I'm pretty excited about that. So, yeah, it's a good week for me. A lot of cool things going on, and you know, I'm ready to continue to hopefully uh, do well with, with, with football, which has been good. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to call you 2-0 and with East Carolina. You put in an East Carolina bet against uh, NC State like in July and, uh, of course, ended up winning that. The Pirates should have won outright. We've discussed it. Last week, we talked to you earlier in the week. You were eh, a little on the fence. And then by the time we talked to you Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, you said, you know what, I'm coming around on ECU. And you said if you had to play it, you would take the Pirates and then the points. And uh, Pirates cover. In fact, Jeff, you look back to last year, you probably remember the the losses more than the wins but east carolina has actually been a, a good covering team uh now some of those have been underdogs yeah uh but man uh they're two and oh to start this year and now they play fcs team the line's like 30 you know i don't know how to get involved one way or the other but pirates uh did cover against old dominion look pretty good on saturday yeah i um i have to be honest if i ended up playing that i didn't go crazy on it but it, but it was part of my portfolio on saturday and I, I was pretty happy i thought that was a really good spot for ecu coming in and look you know whether you agree with this or not i don't think they truly look they were probably disappointed that they lost to nc state but i thought they played really well and there were lots of things to take away from it i thought old dominion was coming down and, and really just i didn't think they were as good as they may have showed and i don't think virginia tech is very good so it didn't really do much for me uh, it just seemed like a spot, as you alluded to, um, ECU has been very good against the number, whether it's against the spread or, or just winning games outright that they shouldn't. Uh, I've also clipped, as you know, I, I really ever since I've come on your show, uh, I've been able to read ECU very good. I, I don't know what my record is backing them over the last three or so years, but um, it's been uh, it's been quite good. Well, backing and fading. You, you know when to hold them, you know when to fold them, it seems like, when it comes to the Pirates. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, even this week, and I got to get a look into Campbell a little bit, but I always do like to find these um, big favorites. The problem that you have, and I want to make this clear to everybody, I'm going to say this when I do the show later uh, that I have. Uh, you know, you have to watch in week three laying these big numbers, and I'll tell you why. Remember, in college football, folks, generally four teams that are, let's say, top 50 in America, um, you know, top 10, top 20, whatever, they have three non-conference games. Okay, next week, they start delving into their conference schedule. 
it may be a sandwich spot. It might be a spot where they're just not real interested or they don't care much. They've got their eye on next week. Yeah. Um, so make sure you're careful as to what you want to do. I like laying big numbers in week one, week two. Week three, I'm a little bit more gun shy. And I think East Carolina has been fully focused on Campbell, but when the next one is a conference opener and it's against Navy, the one team you play all year that runs that wacky uh, option offense, you know, how much attention was was paid to them this week. So, yeah, just something you got to think about. Uh, Nadeau, uh, it is, uh, it, it's a bounce-back week. It's uh, an avoid-a-letdown week in college football. We had those big Sunbelt upsets last week. So when you look at teams like A&M, home favorites against Miami, Nebraska, uh, home dog against Oklahoma, and you can even throw Notre Dame, who's a double-digit home favorite against Cal. How do those teams respond from losses last week? Are they all dead dogs? Do you like one to, or two to bounce back? Uh, how about those three in particular? Cliff, repeat the games in the beginning. I just I, I cut out when you said So that. A&M, coming off a loss, is a home favorite against Miami. Uh, Nebraska coming off a loss, home dog to Oklahoma. Notre Dame coming off a loss to all those Sunbelt teams, double-digit favorite against Cal. Uh, so who who bounces back and who kind of showed us what they are? Do you, do you like any of those? Uh, well, I'll tell you right now, and, and this is one that, look, whether you love or hate Texas A&M, I mean, they're in a really great spot this week. Um, and, and, look, if they can't get juice for this game, I, I don't really know what to say. They're back at home, okay, all off of, as you said, a loss as a double-digit favorite. Um, and, you know, they have a Miami team coming in that really it shouldn't take much to get going for. Um, we still have to keep in mind, okay, whether you like A&M or not, they're still a good defensive team. In fact, they're a very good defensive team. This is the first road game for Miami, Clip. I remember that. This is a new group as far as coaching. Um, there's a lot. You know, you didn't play much in the first two weeks. This is a major ask to go in and play a team in a tough atmosphere, who's off of a very embarrassing loss. They've been basically thrown under the bus the entire week. Um, I get the feeling A&M bounces back. There's a reason this number is you know, four or five. Um, I'm not playing it personally because I don't like A&M's quarterback situation, but I think this is a very good spot for them to bounce back. I'm not running to bet Notre Dame, I'll tell you right now. That, that said, you know, if, if there's a week you got to get going, it's this one. And Look, Notre Dame plays tough games every year week every all season so but remember they have a backup quarterback drew pine is, is in there yeah so you know it, i'm not running to back these types of teams there's also several teams that have been playing well that are double digit favorites on the road i.e oklahoma uh you know houston i believe they're at home but houston's got a got an interesting one against a, a, a an emerging kansas group so there's some tough ones out there. I like to find an American game and then talk to you. I, this is a, a fascinating game. Maryland at home against SMU. Kind of a weird matchup. Total at 74. Maryland a two-and-a-half point favorite uh, at home against SMU. This should be entertaining. You see a total at 74, you're going to see some fireworks. So any lean on this one, uh, Jeff? Yeah, you know, this number opened at like 68, 69. I thought that was too low. Um, you're dead right. It's not the 73, 74, as you alluded to. So the best of the number is gone. That said, I mean, it still screams 41, 35 to me. Um, when you look at Maryland, a group that has a very good offense, uh, Tolia uh, Tagavaola, I think he's at like 10 and a half, 11 yards per pass attempt. This uh, receiver group is very good. Uh, we all know that even though Sonny Dykes is, um, you know, not a, a good defensive coach. He is a guy that 
uh, can uh, defend or, or can throw the football and, and can uh, score. So, yeah, I see a lot of points in this game. It screams first to 40, probably wins. Uh, back and forth, high score in the fair. Uh, I don't really trust either defense. I lean SMU, though, just because I feel like when the rubber meets the road to win these kind of games, you just need to make one stop, one stop. Uh, and uh, I feel like they are more along the lines to do it. So I feel like if, if, if I'm going to get a dog price on SMU, I might have interest there. It's not a game I'll be betting, but it'll be a shootout. Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, joining us. Make sure you check out his new show on the Barstool Sportsbook YouTube page. It's coming out today uh, with the uh, the big man on betting, and you can find that uh, after you listen to this program, or folks, you can find it right now on YouTube. Uh, Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Another huge total, 74. And Jeff, when I've told you in games, it is super rare that it's like over in the first half or over in the third quarter. If I ever lose a bet that I'm telling you on, it, it feels like you were on the right side the entire time. And I felt that way late last Saturday with Fresno State. They got to put Oregon State away in that game and even had a chance at the horn and couldn't do it. I, I kind of want to get back on them again this week for some reason. They're plus 12 against USC. I know that the Trojans can go up and down the field, but can they stop uh, Fresno State? I think Fresno State scores a lot in this game, but are you willing to go back with the Bulldogs? What do you think about this matchup with the uh, Trojans here? Well, you know, Cliff, I have a bad taste in my mouth with, 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 with two things here, one of which is the fact that, I, I don't know, Fresno just kind of bothered me, man. You know, it seems like us, Oregon State's going to be a thorn on my side. I'm probably going to try to avoid them for the <laughs> most part. I, I don't really have a good read on them. They, they seem to be a lot better than I have them right Yeah. Uh, maybe I just need to give them some respect. Oh, they were good, but sh- but Fresno State had plenty of chances to put them away. I mean, oh. man. Including the, the last, you know, plays, uh, a couple of plays, uh, obviously right on the goal line there. But, you know, Fresno's a team that have two things. They have a great quarterback and offense, but they don't have a defense that's particularly strong. The big issue I have in this game, though, Clip, is, um, you know, in some games, if, if an over opens 12 and a half, let's say, and if that's down 11 and a half, 10 and a half, I'm not that worried because I'm still getting the 10. I'm not going to get 14. But this number opened 15, 16, and it's down to 12. Hmm. I'm missing that key number of 14. Yeah. Um, and I feel like for me, I just kind of missed out on it. I kind of look at this and tell my, ask myself, you know, how does this game, you know, not, you know, go crazy? Yeah. I feel like we see plenty of points here. Fresno can move the football. Uh, I obviously like USC. I think they're the best off in the country. So I'm going to revisit that a little bit. Jeff Nadeau joining us. We'll try to track you down Saturday on our Bud Light pregame tailgate, Jeff. Any other college football games uh, you're interested in that we didn't touch on? Yeah, one game that um, I think kind of just – I have priced too low. Um, UCLA, South Alabama. UCLA, another uh, kind of layup game. They've had three really easy out-of-conference games. This is going to be a little tougher, though, to me. Um, South Alabama is actually pretty good offensively. They have a good passing offense behind Carter Bradley. They can move the football. Um, UCLA, 45 points in both games this year. They play fast. In fact, Cliff, both of these teams rank second and fifth in America in plays per game. Totals are all about pace. If you get pace, as well as teams that can throw the football, you're going to have some success. Throw in the fact that one, is, one of UCLA's best corners is actually suspended for the first half of this game. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. I just kind of felt like this one was 45-24, something like that, 45-20. 60 and a half seems too low, especially with the pace you're going to get here. 
Um, and uh, just I, I just like both these offenses. So I'm going to play over the number, 16 and a half. I think it's too low. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, uh, man, it really makes you feel like you know what you're doing when you hit a, a first half. And you and I'm speaking of the Eagles on uh, on Sunday when you hit that and they don't cover for the game. It is a tight game with Detroit. But you had Eagles first half. Nice winner there. How about uh, anything on tonight? Great division matchup. Chargers and Chiefs playing on a short week. Chiefs four-point favorite, total at 54. Uh, any Anything going on with you in this one? That's funny because uh, I actually think this is uh, probably the best card that we'll see in a while. I, I love week two, but it's a really tough game. I think it's the one tough game on the card, really. Um, I'm going to lean Chiefs, though. I, I think the loss of Keenan Allen is, is way more important than we're giving it credit for. He's the most emerging receiver they have, especially on third down. Whenever your quarterback, especially a young quarterback, loses your third down valve, I'm a little worried. Um, but then I also look at it and I say, well, um, Travis Kelsey, obviously, is their most emerging threat. Derwin James is back. He didn't play last year in one of the games against Travis, and he uh, went off. Tonight you have it. And what I see tonight is the betting public is all over. Kelsey's over. They're always on Kelsey overs. I think this is getting a little too high. Keep in mind, when Derwin James played against Kelsey last year, I think he only had 65 receiving yards. You got a total up towards 80. I'm going to look maybe towards a prop here with Kelsey under. I think they do a nice job at zeroing in on him and maybe just make someone else beat them. Um, I have a hard time finding a side or a total in this game. I think that the numbers are are probably really good. Um, and I think a lot of the public will bet the Chargers here because they just assume a close game. My whole sentiment is, if I don't like the Chiefs, I just avoid the game. Um, I don't have any interest in betting against Patrick Mahomes at home. I'm going to look more along the lines, just hoping that Kelsey gets maybe 70 yards. Um, it has maybe a, a more pedestrian game than, than a blowout a crazy game. Jeff Nadeau joining us. It is a big day because Big Man on Betting debuts on the Barstool Sports Book YouTube uh, page. You can find it there. Uh, it is on right now. If you're listening to this interview, we recorded this with Big Man earlier in the day. My plan is my 20-minute trek home turns into about a 45-minute to an hour trek home when I, I figure in the uh, the grocery store and some errands, Jeff. So I'm going to put it on on the way home. Just uh, have it going in the car uh, on YouTube. Been looking forward to hearing it, man. And uh, congrats once again. Uh, that's going to be awesome. So that's going to be every Thursday, 4 o'clock. Is it one hour, Jeff? Yeah, probably going to be an hour. Luckily, the uh, college football show with Brandon Walker doesn't come on until 6. So we have a little time. So okay. If we have to bleed over, we will. But I appreciate that clip. I thank you for checking it out. And I hope all of you check it out. Also, the sit-down as well. Wednesday, every Wednesday, it's now on the Barstool Sports Umbrella. i got a lot going on, Clip. Stuff are gonna, stuff's going to get more and more busy. By the way, as well, I'm a top 20 blogger at the <laughs> so uh, let's just throw in that as well. Top 20 blogger at Barstool, and he still finds time for us here at Pirate Radio. And uh, that, that look, we appreciate that, big man. That's awesome stuff. Hey, keep up the great work, Jeff, and uh, we'll see if we can track you down on Saturday. Talk more football with you. I look forward to it. Thank you, Cliff. Thank you, big man. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Pitt Electric Live Line. Pitt Electric is hiring. You can join their team by going to pittelectric.com. All right, hit the music, sir, uh, Shirley. Sensuality of man, parentheses, I like football. We'll take a timeout, come back, wrap up hour number two. Touchdown, Tony Collins coming up hour three along with Mike Mullis. And we'll hear from Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, 
and Blake Harold. You know the words. Sing along, folks. Hit Here it. we go. Hit it, boys. I like, I like football. football. I like football. I like football. I like football. I like football. Ladies in the back. Fellas in the front. The sensuality of man. Yeah. The sensuality of man. I like football. The sensuality of man. I like football. The sensuality of man. Yeah. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE is stocked up for Family Weekend with all of your painted gold gear, including the Holton Ehlers number 12 t shirts and a whole lot more. UBE is open all weekend, including on Sunday, and join Pirate Radio and The Voice, Jeff Charles, on Friday at noon for the UBE Pirate Preview Show, live from the showroom floor. UBE, an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online now at PirateWare.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Shirley. I heard you because I hear things. My ears are always open in these buildings, in these walls. And I heard you giving CJ a stat to consider. Why, yes. Stat. The stat to consider. And I want you to share that with the class. I see y'all passing notes to each other. (laughs) (laughs) You got to share it with the class. He's on to us, Shirley. Oh, no. I didn't know you knew about passing notes. I mean, because, you know, cell phones existed Charlie, how old do you think I am? <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm older than you. You are, but yeah. Um, no, I was I was telling uh, CJ because uh, Connor Norby hit a home run last night with the uh, Bowie Bay Sox, and that was his 24th home run of the season. 24. Um, 16th with Bowie. Okay. Um, his, the stat to consider was is that 10 of those home runs have been in the first inning. That is of getting a game. your night day started off right. And he is hitting leadoff he a is. lot of nights. So I wonder how many of those are leadoff. And, you know. uh, I pretty much, I believe all of them yeah. um, are uh, leadoff uh, home runs. And he is batting leadoff tonight. Bowie is uh, playing Akron. As a matter of fact, 635, I believe, is first pitch. Uh, for uh, and of course, he uh, a couple of nights ago, I'd say a couple of nights ago, a couple of days ago, because they played a day game. Uh, Connor and Gavin Williams faced each other, yeah. And uh, Gavin struck him out the first time and then walked him the second time he faced him. So, uh, you know, Connor's been on a tear and they forgot, I believe this is. They've got four games left yeah, in the season, the counting here. counting tonight. So, uh, what did Burley do last night? I saw some hooting, hollering. Uh, um, okay. I know they hit one he of the hit, wall, I guess. Well, he hit his first at bat. He singled. Okay. Uh, he hit an oppo to left, um, and it was a single. And I believe it drove. No, it didn't drive in the run, but it uh, put the runner in scoring position. Uh, and then the second time up, he hit a 
bomb and I thought it was going out and I was screaming at the TV because I thought I was going to witness Burley's first home run but the right fielder made a, a, just an incredible catch but he he it was a broken bat too and any other ballpark other than Bush Stadium that would have been a home run but it's just slightly larger in the right uh, right field and uh, so the guy made the catch at the wall Wait but room. Yeah, it. Yeah, as his dad would say, get back in the weight room. Weight but room. Uh, any other place, I think he probably would have hit that sucker out. He hit it a mile. All right, uh, thank you for that update, Shirley Rhodes. Uh, ben says, sensuality of man parentheses. I like football is an absolute banger. I agree. Thank you, Ben. We we're talking uh, red zone earlier, and Drew says the one red zone attempt we didn't score on was the kneel down last that week. That is I true. Think. And I think that's a good point. Uh, We got to get to touchdown Tony Collins. Before we do, and Shirley had a little trivia nugget there, can we hear some trivia postgame real quick? Chandler, I think you uh, acquired this audio. And this is from um, Coneheads team member C.J. Schaefer, who lost by two points last night. And C.J. was upset afterwards. Let's hear uh, C.J. postgame. Just had a meltdown in AJ McMurphy's. We could have tied. <laughs> These boys don't remember Jake. Just had a meltdown. All right, Look, so my they... finger slipped. The video cut off. Jake Coker. They forgot who Jake Coker was, and they forgot who Matt Flynn was. We lost by two points. If they had just listened to me, we would have got those two points back, and we'd be in overtime right now. But we're not because they didn't listen to me. Mm. CJ Schaefer throwing teammates wow. under the bus after the loss last I night. I had my Aaron Rodgers moment. I got to be honest, I don't remember Jake Coker at all. So credit to Chandler and CJ for remembering that he won. Question was, name the quarterbacks that have won a, a college football championship since 2000, started and won, and Jake Coker was an answer. It's funny because I I don't remember Sims. I don't know how, but I don't. like I, Blake Sims, I do remember him, but so Coker was filling in for Sims. Was that the answer? Because uh, yeah, Sims was he, not an answer. He originally right right we said sims yeah yeah and we should have said coker correct um i guess that year sims won the starting job but eventually lost it to coker is that what happened or either an injury took place something like that but uh three of the four because we it was a stump the schwab situation but we have four left three of the last four names i believe were alabama quarterbacks mcelroy mccarran uh coker and the other that hadn't been said yet was matt flynn yep for mm-hmm. lsu Take us a break, Shirley, so we can get to touchdown Tony Collins. He'll join us on the other side. I got a question for Tony. Should we make preparations for the Patriots' funeral for 2022? Or is it just one week? Everything's okay. We'll talk to Tony about that. We'll talk some NFL. We'll talk some ECU. Talk to Mike Mullis. A lot coming up. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard, Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, hour three, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Shirley awaiting the word from uh, Mully, and I'll let you know when he's ready to go. We'll talk to him on the Pit Electric Live line. Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, and touchdown, Tony Collins is back. Uh, first appearance in the house since his surgery and uh tony first question obviously how you doing man doing good man uh, dr hasty did another good job on me and so i'm almost a bionic man right now yeah uh <laughs> how many regular parts do you still have we got you still got that beautiful smile that's yours other than that you have been worked on you're frankenstein and i know over man. i got two two new knees and now i got a new shoulder so everything's good <laughs> and uh if you see tony this is a look but don't touch situation right you're free to look at him but but please don't touch. Not the left side. Yeah. Uh, but, man, great to hear you smiling and uh, see you smiling and hear you laughing. And uh, good to have you here. Uh, well, you're not going to be laughing when we talk about the Patriots later. Oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll talk some Pirates. Is Mully with us, Shirley? All right. Well, let's talk junk to Mike Mullis and his Packers real quick. <laughs> Mully, welcome in. How you doing, man? Uh, well, I can hang up. <laughs> I got a serious question for you, and there's a reason I'm asking, and we'll talk about it, and Tony knows why, but Howard, what do you think about Packers-Bears Week 2 Sunday Night Football? How you feeling about that game? Go Bears. Come on, man. Go Bears? Is that what he said? Why are you saying that? You're a Packers fan. I'll put some money on that. <laughs> I, I, I am so – oh, no, no, no. I would take that bet. I – they're going to be a little ticked off. I still don't know if that means they can catch the football being the Packers. Packers, but I'm so over the Aaron Rodgers stuff, man. I, it's, it, that dude, he, he is just – he has run the spectrum from being what you think of as a Packers quarterback to now. I mean, he just – I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to cheer for him. He is a space cadet and uh, had some great mannerisms after wide open drops and stuff like that the other day. Here's why I bring it up. We're in this pool. Troy talked about it earlier. We're in the survivor pool. I wanted to take uh, the Niners to beat the Bears week one. I'm so glad we didn't do that. And, Tony, I apologize for that and my Broncos submission. Luckily, you like the Colts more than anybody, and we survived. But uh, Tony, Ellerby, myself, love the Packers this week to beat the Bears. Troy is totally against it. We basically had to force him. Well, we forced it through to make the pick. And, man, if the Bears somehow beat the Packers, we will never, ever hear the end of it. This is pretty high stakes here. So, Molly, I'm hoping the Packers can get it done for my sake, uh, for the pool's sake, and just uh, to not have to hear Troy for the rest of my life. Well, it's... The thing is, I mean, are the Packers better than the 49ers? I mean, 
Look, that, that was garbage. That was a, that was a monsoon, a monsoon situation. But, but, but remember last year, Green Bay Packers, the first very first game of the season, Got same smacked thing. By same the thing. Yep. And then he he comes back and what, what he went like seven games in a row, or yep. something like that. And Molly, you remember that too. But you know, is this different? Like, if it is different, why is it different? Because there's no Devontae Adams. I mean, uh, yeah, I was good. Yeah, I was going to say, guys. I mean, you both smart guys. <laughs> there's no Devontae Adams. They do not have a playmaker on the offense other than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones is a playmaker. Is he? Well, he's my friend. I met him at Subdogs. <laughs> so don't speak ill of him. That, that, yeah. I, I don't, man. I, I just. It's the best quarterback with, around him. He's got nothing. Yeah. Now, look, give him to the Patriots. Give us, give the Packers Mac Jones. Let Tony deal with Aaron Rodgers. But that team will be a whole different. <laughs> There's team. no receivers at the Patriots either. What are you talking about? <laughs> we have no receivers in, in New England. None. They're, they're going to be they're going to be the Bears by by fourteen uh, at least fourteen. And by the way, the Bear who the Bear who's uh, Justin Fields throwing to if he could accurately accurately throw it, they got Mooney and that's about it. I mean, none of it. Look, everything you say bad about the Packers, you can say the same about the Bears. This one's at Lambeau. Packers are angry. They're going to win Sunday night. It doesn't mean they're going to be good this year. Oh, that's though, a Sunday night game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, hey, look, when, when they put that on the schedule, they were thinking this is a uh, Aaron Rodgers showcase game. Yeah. I, I guess it could be. But, I mean, look, Tony, you've been there. I, how much pressure did he just put on those young receivers now? I mean, if they couldn't catch the ball where he was trying to be their buddy, that's just hell going to catch the football. Now. I'm, I'm almost yeah. po- I'm almost positive Aaron Rodgers sat down and talked with all those receivers that, this week. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you're going to see a change in, in, in what in what they did last week. And, and, and they're playing the Bears, too. And you know, Molly, that Aaron Rodgers can quickly go from this grump, this bitter, I hate football, I hate life guy, out there smiling and double-checking and fist-pumping – We've seen this before. Now, can we see it with this team? I don't know, but we've definitely seen the uh, the bipolarism of Aaron Rodgers on a football field before. Yeah, because he's a front runner. He, he look when you're winning, he's great. But that's part of the reason he can't do anything in the playoffs. He doesn't. I mean, he he does not thrive in adversity. Is this guy a, a Packers that's, fan? Kinda. <laughs> I don't know. He's not a Aaron Rodgers fan. <laughs> That, that's there. You said it. I have been a Packers fan forever. You know, but I am not a Aaron Rodgers fan. You know the problem? Uh, he doesn't like Jordan Love either. So you're running out of options, Molly. <laughs> no, I, I, all of a sudden I feel like uh, a Patriots or Commanders fan. And if you want to go see Brett Favre, you might have to go see him in jail. <laughs> Brett Favre. I think you, I think you, he'll be all right. Okay. All right. Mike Mullis joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Let's talk Pirates. Uh, we'll start with you, Tony. We hadn't talked to you since the first one, yeah. and it's still on your brain. Oh. But, but how about the bounce back week two against Old Dominion? Bounce back like? week was fantastic. Yeah. De- defense played played good again. Uh, I love to see the running game the way it was, and hopefully we'll do the same thing. We'll be playing this week. Elon? Kind of. Campbell. <laughs> it's basically This is a Tony man. Collins game right here. <laughs> Hopefully, against the Camel Camels. Mully, uh, how about the Pirates bounce back? You thought they would. You said they would, uh, and they did that against ODU. Yeah, no, they did what they were supposed to do against ODU, and I have uh, all ideas they'll do the same thing with the Camels. I mean, it's 
you know, it's a chance to uh, to work on some stuff and maybe hope you know, hopefully see some guys maybe a little later in the game that uh, you know you might need down the down the stretch. So no, they, look, man, they played they played well against ODU, uh, and uh, I mean, I you know, I I think this could be a great year. I mean, I, I really do think there's that, that things are are uh, you know everything's kind of trending the right way, and this and the schedule's right. I mean, the schedule's right for them to co- continue to build momentum gain the confidence and learn how to win. I just hope the Camels don't have a Ollie Jennings like ODU had last week. If it wasn't for him putting up 196 yards, three touchdowns, I mean, that was their offense last week. So defense did show up last week in the bounce back. And that's a good thing, Tony, right? You play well, but also you give up 200 yards to one receiver. Yeah. So you got things to clean up. You're not just patting yourself on the back. Yeah, there, there's things, that, of course, they, they can still work on. I, I sure, I'm sure Coach knows that. But I, I just I, I love the way the defense is playing right now. I thought they played great against NC State. And uh, I, I just. It's going to be a cakewalk on on Saturday. And Mully, two bad Holton interceptions week one against NC State in the first half. Since then, he's played well. And then the other night, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He's hitting his targets. Uh, he looked he looked good. Uh, Pirates win the turnover battle on Saturday. Yeah, no sacks and very little pressure. So I mean that you know all those things kind of work hand in hand, Clip. And I mean you know you you protect your quarterback, he's going to have a chance, especially. There's very little that can be thrown at Holden that he hadn't already seen, right? I mean, he's been around the block. So, uh, no, he played great, man. And, I, again, I I expect him to continue that. I, you know, this is one of those games that, as a coach, it's kind of it's kind of hard to, to, to coach this game from the standpoint of you, you almost have to lie to your guys. You, you have to go, hey, listen, they've got this guy. And you've heard that through the week. Like, hey, they got the, the, the big back and they got the shifty quarterback and they – you got to kind of make things up so that you don't lose, uh, so that your players don't lose that head. Uh, but it's uh, no, I, I'm with Tony. I I would fully expect this to be a cakewalk. Tony, you uh, y'all had a pretty tough schedule, right? When you played at East Carolina, and then you go in the pros, and you do have to take every game seriously. But do you remember <laughs> like going into a game where you're a big favorite, and how you your mind at ECU, yeah. I mean, not really. I guess when we play Western Carolina or somebody like right. that, we we're, we're we're a big favorite. But most of our games that we played, man, once you know, we played North Carolina State, we played North Carolina. We're always underdogs with them. Right. But uh, you know, you you know the the just like these guys know this is Campbell. This is a team that we should beat. You know, really beat. Yeah. And so I, the guys are going to be up for the game. They they know. They they sh- they should be two and zero right now, and so I th- I think they're still hungry. Last year we remember Charleston Southern mm-hmm. coming in here putting a scare into the Pirates. ECU only won that game by three points. I think they were favored by twenty four, something like that. So uh, it happened just a year ago. I can't take anybody lightly. Molly, while I got you here, not only uh, Tony is uh, Molly a curmudgeon, uh, curmudgeon on the Packers, also <laughs> on Major League Baseball. He's he's out on that. How about these rule changes, Molly? Let the the uh, the pitch clock that they're going to implement next year that's a positive right you like that right what do you want me to give an answer <laughs> you like that don't you I, I, maybe I don't hate the pitch clock because I hate some of the other stuff I, okay that's why I started with the positive there <laughs> but when you're when you're dictating how many looks I can give a runner at first base and yeah. I mean, 
come on, man. That, that's, that is insulting the integrity of the game. How do you feel about the shift? Ban it or don't ban it? Because they are going to ban it, but what's your take on that? But then, it's ridiculous. Why, why can't a manager put his players where he wants them? Yeah, I do agree with that. Every, they, there's not another sport out there where they go, you can't play, you know, you can't run a nickel defense. You can't run, you can't run man-to-man. You can't press full court. Well, that stuff exists. I will say this. They do make you put a certain number on the line of scrimmage and things like that on the offense. Yeah, I, I mean, true, but that's I, – I think that's been such a part of the game for so long that, that maybe maybe that's kind of a forgotten deal. I, I, I get what you're saying, but that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of a weak comparison. All right, fine. I, a lot of my arguments to your week, I, I know that, <laughs> but I'm just trying. I'm trying my best. I agree with you, though. Why can't a guy put a – a shortstop in right center field if he wants to. And now, and again, I'm wondering what it's going to look like. Are there going to be lines on the field? The shortstop can't cross this line? Like, and is the umpire going to have to constantly be looking and, and what happens and if measuring they, where he's at? Yeah, what's the penalty? So that's, You're that's, two inches outside your line. That's really dumb. Is this, that's, that's one of the stupid things I've ever heard of. Doing too much, perhaps. Uh, anyway. Also, so. also is that is that is it reviewable? <laughs> right. Yeah, they got to look. They got to yeah. zoom in on the shortstop's foot yeah. to see where it was. Play is under review. And Molly, we're going to end up slowing the damn game down even more doing this now. So no, we we need we need something else in sports to be reviewed. It's just not enough stuff. Like, I mean, you can't watch that. I will say this has been it's early, but this has been a very difficult season of college football to watch on a lot of fronts as it relates to the replay. It's, yeah. Man, it is excruciatingly slow. And I, I mean, and I guess the point, hey, let's get the call right. But, that, I mean, that's just part of the game. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not a big replay guy. I, I see uh, two minutes left. I, I mean, I see scenarios where it makes sense. But, I mean, it's just the review is just rampant. You remember the uh, – and, and there's a ton of examples of this, but great finish, LSU, Florida State, that uh, – was that Sunday night or Monday night? Yeah. So, Sunday night. And they were trying to see if the guy, what, got out of bounds or got the first down, mm-hmm. and it took forever, forever. for them to, to figure out what to do. And uh, we're waiting to see the final – climatic play of the game and it, it really makes it anti-climatic when you got to wait that long but and i can see it right now a walk-off home run the opposing coach coming out <laughs> going like this yeah and pointing toward the shortstop and saying he's out he's out of his line he's and too then, close and yeah. what should be a dramatic you know uh pageantry walk-off is going to turn into a, a, a five-minute review yeah molly yeah. uh you got an update on the football game you're at well, hold, hold no, well, yeah, I do, but let me go back to Chandler. Oh, go ahead. Chandler, let me ask you a question. If the shortstop's out of the quote-unquote defensive box, how does that have a bearing on a home run? <laughs> no, I agree with you. <laughs> because they were illegally shifted. Played. No, I'm saying I could just see it now and how stupid it would be. Oh, right, but it wouldn't matter because the guy hit the... Yeah, defense... Guy hit the home run. <laughs> yeah, okay, I see your point. So now... <laughs> he hit the home run. So now the defensive coach says, wait a minute, my guy was out of position. That didn't count. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
That's true. Molly, you gotta, you gotta look. We ain't the smartest. He digests everybody's man. words. Unless they put three guys in in right field and the guy hits the home run over the right field fence, but there's three guys on top of each other and they catch it before it goes out. <laughs> Is that legal, Molly? Now what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> What happens when you go recruit the flying Walenders? You have some kind of acrobatic like that. No, I, oh, man. It, it looks, all this stuff's going the way of the Savannah Banana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. How about that? They had it right the whole time. I'm a little bit off of them now. I, they, they, man, they have jumped the shark with their shenanigans, and they have uh, the Bananas have decided there will be no CPL baseball played in Savannah, so they are strictly doing the uh, the show. Yeah, Globetrotter. They, yeah, they call it a show. It's yeah. So anyway, have you checked? Have you checked out Banana Land, Molly? Yeah, yeah, I've seen every one of them. Wow. Jesse Cole's a genius. I mean, he's brilliant, but but it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know what we're talking about, Tony? Uh, I've, I've heard about it, but yeah. I don't really know. It's it's, it's very like it's like Globetrotters on right. a diamond. Oh, baseball. Rather, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, all right, Molly, we'll let you go. What's the uh, – you had a football game? Yeah, well, so there was supposed to be a game, but the uh, team from P.S. Jones, uh, hopefully they're resting and getting better because they are – Apparently had a couple guys suffering from COVID, so COVID does. Oh, no, no, COVID is still around. That's still a thing. Yeah, it still it still uh, affects the sports landscape in the middle school. <laughs> uh, Man, yeah, I don't know if they were resting up trying to get a couple extra days practice for coming over to face the uh, the Hope Mustangs, but either way, they uh, they they. They banged the game today. Well, that's a shame. Sorry, yeah, that sucks. All right, Molly. Well, thanks for joining us, man. Enjoy your weekend. Go if you won't pull for the Packers, we will this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? And I will. I will, especially Troy being a Bears fan. But uh, you know, who knows? That, right. that may be the futility ball. We'll see what happens. See you, buddy. There's Mike Mullis. Not everybody can be one to know like the Washington Commanders. Wow. How about that, Tony oh Collins? Wow. Hey, you know what? I'm just wow. glad that you've got guests on this show now that could share my. I know you've been the only loser. All I have week. been the only loser all week. Who's your quarterback again? Who's your quarterback? <laughs> Who's your quarterback? You're talking about a guy that threw Wentz? for is it, is it o- over 304 touchdowns. Wentz. Yep, Carson Wentz. I tell you what, you is Wentz back? You trade Mac Jones for Wentz right now if you could, Tony. No, I wouldn't. I keep Mac Jones. We just need receivers in New England. We got plenty of them, too, buddy. All right, let's take a break. Shirley, uh, we giving away something? That is, that's a yes. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. What are we giving away today? How about a $15 gift card to Wings over Greenville? Man, that sounds good right about now. 317-1250. What call are you looking for? 12. Caller 12. We'll come back. We'll talk more NFL with touchdown Tony Collins. We'll also hear from Donnie Kirkpatrick. How about Jalen Johnson? Nine catches the other night for ECU leading the way. We'll hear what Donnie has to say about him and a lot more when we're back after this. (laughs) 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, congratulations to Jackie Hutcherson of Winterville. Was our winner of a $15 gift card courtesy to Wings Over Greenville. If you're looking for wings to be delivered to your home, Wings Over has you covered with no third party needed they have their own in-house delivery service be sure to try the all-new tender sandwiches by ordering ahead on the wings over mobile app they're open till 3 a.m on fridays and saturdays so they have everything to cure those late night munchies as well give them a call at 758-9464 wings over greenville they deliver and as we head back into the show clip i was just looking at twitter the St. Louis Cardinals have released their lineup for tonight. Alec Burleson is in the lineup. He'll nice. be playing left field tonight. All right. So another shot for uh, Burley to maybe take another shot. All right. Hit that first major league home run. Burley was a part of history last night, starting in oh, the yeah. game with Adam Wainwright and Yadi Molina. They set the record for the most games started by battery. Yes. A pitcher-catcher duo. And uh, Burley was in the lineup, got a hit, and uh, back in the lineup tonight. So that's good news. Uh, speaking of wings over Greenville, uh, they have an NIL deal with the ECU offensive line. So that's a nice uh, nice marriage, Tony. You missed out by a few years on the NIL, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. They had to pay you under the table, right? Nah, I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they did. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but no, nah, that's a, a cool thing they got going. And uh, also, another thing ECU's got going is uh, their passing game. How about these receivers, Tony? So, C.J. Johnson, Isaiah Winstead, week one, had six catches apiece. Last week, Jalen Johnson had nine catches. The tight ends, two tight ends have found the end zone already this year. I think they've done a great job of spreading it around. So Distribution. Far. Love Winstead, man. That, that, yeah. that kid's a baller, man. Yep. <laughs> he, he is definitely a baller. You can and tell. he got some good tight ends, too. So, you, you know, I, I think, you know, Holton has a bunch of receivers that he can go to, which is good. But, again, it all starts with the running game. As long as we got a good running game, it, it just opens up stuff for Holton to, to throw downfield. Let's hear Donnie Kirkpatrick's take on Jalen Johnson, a nine-catch performance, the former Georgia Bulldog, on Saturday. And uh, here's what Donnie had to say. Cut one. Jalen was the first that one we got, and that's who we were most excited about. Uh, Aaron Auer is uh, ex-Georgia you know, student coach, and he knew him well. Todd Munkins, a very close friend of mine, is OC at Georgia. We work together, talk all the time, and uh, I'd gotten a lot of information from him. And, you know, it was just it was a hard place for him to be the guy at Georgia. And so he was looking just, you know, for that opportunity, which is what all the kids are looking for right now. So, you know, we thought he was going to be fantastic. He came in, pulled a hamstring, I guess, third day of spring ball. And up until that point, though, he was really showing some signs of being pretty good. But, you know, three days, you, you don't have time to really see a lot. So we were excited. He, he uh, was a little bit banged up during camp and the whole bit, so I guess maybe everybody wasn't talking about him quite as much. I think he kind of liked it that way, just kind of let me lay low, come under the radar, as you say. But I, we sure had confidence in him the whole time. I know they dropped a couple balls. We talked about that last week. But, you know, that happens. You know, you don't want it to happen, but it happens. But, but no, he's pretty good. Yeah, we're, we're excited about him. All right, that is Donnie Kirkpatrick on Jalen Johnson. Tony, uh, something else you were probably excited about on Saturday was the run game getting yes. going. Didn't happen week one, 
against NC State. But that dynamic duo right now, Keaton Mitchell, 196 yards on the year. That 81-yarder he had helped out on Saturday with that. Rajay, 84 yards. They both have two rushing touchdowns, and Rajay caught a touchdown as well. So these backs are special. It's great to have them here, and uh, they're, they're I think they're primed for big years, Tony. Keaton, like I've always said, that kid has to get the ball at least 15 time, 15 touches a game, you know, so you put the ball in his hands, you know, anything can happen. All right, well, here's what we got so far, Tony. Uh, 28 carries and three catches for Keaton Mitchell. That's 31. That's about 15 a game. He needs more catches, though. Yeah, they need zero to, catches week two. Yeah, they need to give him like, more screen passes to him. Just give him the ball. I like the idea of a screen uh, to Keaton. Let's see that Absolutely. next uh, this week. Uh, cut three, Shirley. Donnie talked about Rajay and Keaton, not just on the field, but how they've been uh, mentoring younger backs and, and in the locker room. Well, they're they're the best, uh, truthfully. I mean, like I said, I've been in it. This is 40 years now, okay? That's amazing because I'm not that old, really. I'm only about 48, right? Uh, so I got an early start. But they have been the best about just being team players, being best friends, supporting each other. You know what I'm saying? Loving the one-two punch, not not wanting to be like, hey, this has got to be about me. I got to be the guy. So they've been the easy part. We, we've we talked a lot in camp because all of a sudden we started getting some some go-to guys. You know, Isaiah, you know, CJ coming back, okay, Jalen there, okay. Josiah didn't get to play the first two weeks, but he was in that mixture too. And then there were some other guys like Taji Hudson and Macy O'Donnell who thought, you know, hey, I'm I'm going to come in and be a go-to guy. And we, it's kind of like a basketball coach. We got to say – you know, there's only one ball. You're gonna to have to. Everybody's got to do their job. You got you got to set some picks. You got to rebound. You got to get some assists. Eventually, you know they'll fluff off and you'll get your shot. Now make your shot, and you'll keep getting it. And all the kids have done that pretty well. But those two especially, because obviously everybody builds it up. They're gonna have 2,000 yards. You know, they're gonna be all that, and they're gonna be the next Chris Johnson and and all that. And and it doesn't always come just like you want it to. You know what I'm saying? If our plans worked out like we wanted them to, we'd all be in different places or have different lives, I guess. I don't know. Maybe not I go. He lives a dream life, but the rest of us maybe would. Uh, but they, they've been awesome. Yeah, they really have. Donnie answering questions also does uh, free stand-up for everybody, Tony, uh, every week. Uh, Funniest coach in college football. <laughs> he's the man. Uh, how about this? We saw it, and Tony, they keep up with crazy stats now, but Keaton Mitchell was going twenty-two over 22 miles per hour at his top speed on Saturday. <laughs> As I said, that was, would they have a radar on him when he's running? <laughs> they got a police. I said, if he was running to a school zone, they'd have had to pull him over. And that was the fastest. I mean, that's faster than any NFL player last year. So, week one of the NFL, how about the second fastest uh, time this uh, for week one was Zay Jones, 20 plus miles per hour. Zay Jones? Be, yeah. RJ Zone? RJ Jones. Okay. Uh, Surely, our guy Jalen Waddle was number one on that list. Tyreek Hill was on that list. Guess who else was, Tony? 33-year-old Julio Jones, third fastest as he was 20-plus miles per hour. Uh, And he looked like, for a second, old Julio catching passes from Tom Brady. How about Tom Brady gets to throw to Julio Jones now? 60 years old and still doing it. (laughs) What a life. What a life he lives. Uh, All right, so uh, let's hear more from uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick. Tony mentioned the tight ends a moment ago. How about Ryan Jones and Shane Calhoun? Uh, I think Glenn asked him if he feels like those guys are kind of flying under the radar right now with all the weapons ECU has. Cut four. 
again, not to us because I see a lot of the big plays they're making. You know, they're catching some touchdowns. And, you know what I'm saying, a touchdown catch is worth about seven other catches, I would say, at least in a ratio, you know, that way. And they've done a nice job with that. Tight ends have a lot of different things they do. And, and that's, that's the beauty of that position is that they play like true tight ends which is sometimes like an offensive lineman in blocking, okay, pass protection, run protection. They also play like wide receivers. They flank out. They, they run routes from in tight. They actually line up in the backfield for us. You know, Ryan's run the jet sweep and stuff like a running back and things like that. So they have big assignments. They enjoy that part of the game, okay, you know, because I think they, they're kind of proud of themselves because they are so versatile. And uh, – I think teams are, you know, aware of them. I think in the scouting report, they're probably in there. You know, when they see them get the ball, they see Ryan Jones get the ball, he turns it up, you know, like on that bootleg in the second half. You know, I think that gets their attention a lot. But we've got a lot of different weapons. I hope that makes us tougher to defend uh, because we can spread it out. If you take somebody away, somebody else is ready to, to get the ball. Hope to see a lot of the tight ends on Saturday for a half. Or three quarters, right, Tony? This is a game where you want to see some backups in. Yeah, we want to see all the, the third and fourth strings players this weekend. And how about Marlon Gunn? I want to see more. Did of you him. see Marlon Gunn at the end of the game? 43 yard run yeah, that, for that's, East Carolina. That's the freshman, right? Yes, yeah, sir. The yeah. future. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're stocking some talent back there, man. And hopefully we can see more Marlon Gunn coming up on Saturday. Let's get another break in. We'll come back. I want to uh, get some picks from Tony Collins. Not only his score for ECU Campbell, but we'll talk week two NFL. Great game tonight on uh, hopefully you got prime video. If you don't, uh, you can hear it right here on Pirate Radio Chargers Chiefs. We'll run through some of the games and see what Tony has to say when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Touchdown, Tony Collins joining us today. Great to have him back in studio. First time since the uh, the surgery, so he's on the shelf. When uh, when can you pick up a golf club again, Tony? Probably not until December, man. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, hey, you can watch football and you yeah, can go to yeah, football it's, games. It's good that it's football season right now, so I'm occupied on the weekends. You going uh, Saturday? Yeah, I will be there Saturday. For first time this this year. So I'm Clip and I will to be that. too. Looking forward to. We'll that. be in the stands. Tony will be at the tailgate having you a not good go, time. You guys not going to the tailgate? Well, Tony, just as we, we have, have our own you, you got to be here. working, huh? Yeah, yeah. We, we're still doing it again this year, unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah, see if you can talk Troy you to let me out there. guys fun at the tailgate. I know, man. man. I know. Look, you have fun for us, Tony. I will do that. You crazy kids out there. <laughs> uh, Tony, uh, I, you want to give us a score? I mean, you think it's uh, it should be ECU big, but how big? Elon, let me tell you. 
<laughs> this is your t- kind of game right here. Elon game. If we ever play Elon, oh, we got to have Tony I, man, uh, flip wait. a coin or I something. Know, right? But, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know what, what Campbell has, uh, but seriously, come on. The Campbell Campbells? <laughs> are, are you seriously right now? You know their coaches? Mr. Campbell? <laughs> Earl Campbell. No. Uh, do you remember Mike Minner, who played for Football the Panthers? Player. Yeah, yeah. Safety. He's, okay, he's yeah, their coach. Yeah. Yeah. They're so. still going to lose, though. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it should be 53 to 10. Okay. Seriously. You're giving them 10. I'm giving them 10 points because, you know, it, we're going to have the third and fourth string in the fourth quarter. They might score against them. Is, right. is there a line out yet or will there be on game day? Well, I guess said it was 30. Like, I I projected 30, and he said that's actually the line. So, ECU by 30. Hmm. So, Pirates have been good against the spread. We'll see. Let's talk NFL, Tony. I mean, seriously, I, are you concerned? You get you got to be concerned about the Patriots. Very much. Yeah. Very much. I, I You know, I I don't know what Belichick's and I don't know what they're thinking. You know, again, no receivers come in. You know, I love Mac Jones. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. But you're going you're gonna to be a great quarterback. But if you don't have nobody to throw the ball to, it's, it's just going to be tough. So, I, you know, it's going to be tough. But they play the Steelers this week. The Steelers got a good team. I think we can go in there and run the ball, control the ball. Uh, Watts is going to be out. So that's going to help uh, Matt Jones a little bit. So I, you know, I'm going to take the um, I'm, going to, I'm going to take the Patriots this week, but I'm a, it's not too many teams we're going to beat this year. Yeah, put it to you that way. Could be a long year. Yeah. Uh, Tony's taking the Patriots. Doesn't feel great about it. CJ, are you taking the Steelers? If so, I know you don't feel great about it. You don't really like your team either. <laughs> What's the Steelers' temperature? Oh, CJ's a Steeler fan. He's a Steeler guy. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's uh, pretty. You're one and zero, man. I, it's, so are you guys? Are you feeling pretty lukewarm yeah, or what? Yeah, I don't feel great. <laughs> it's not a great one and up. All right then. How uh, if the Steelers win? How will it happen? Mitchell Trubisky uh, discovers how to play quarterback. Somebody has to score. <laughs> if somebody scores twenty points, they're winning. Yeah, first the twenty. So the total is forty and a half. Yeah. Wow, that is a low oh, wow. total. <laughs> I a didn't know very that. low total. Yeah. Uh, Steelers. They won last week scoring on defense. That helped them. So. Right. I just don't. I don't know. They, they should have lost last week about seven times. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. That's the problem. I mean, Patriots are a road favorite. So, what do you think, CJ? What happens on Sunday? I could. Somebody's winning by like three <laughs> to six somebody. points. Yeah, that's it. Somebody's winning. We're not tying. Um, somebody's winning that by three to six me. points. It's going to be close, but it's going to be really ugly. That reminds me of your state prediction, Tony, where you said something about. Field goal. Somebody kicking. So, there's there's going to be somebody kicking a field goal. Well, we kicked the field goal, <laughs> but we missed it. You just, so you are you you were right, I guess, in some way. I, I would say. <laughs> oh man, I, we, let's not talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about another crappy team. Chandler Panthers at Giants. <laughs> oh man, bounce back for Carolina. Oh, man, I, I want. They say did yes. bounce back. Awful first half looked. Second half offense Looked was good in night, the second half. I mean, it was night and day when it comes to the offense in the first and second half. I was so disgusted with that offense in the first half. Uh, really thought we were going to come out and establish the run with our number one guy, uh, one of the best, if not the best player in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey. He hardly even touched the ball all day. Um, I mean, Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb, but the way we just uh, – he was running and gashing all over 
Well, that's not our, good. Our, our defense, and so is Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt. Because you know he's up this week. That, I, that's what I was getting to. So, it, so Quan, Saquon Barkley looked like he's back to his old self. Uh, he's been banged up for the past year or two, but man, he he looked so good last week in Tennessee. I don't know. I think. Pan- yeah, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. <laughs> and I tell you what, Panthers went to New York last year, and that was the downfall of their season. They lost like 28-5 to in that game. Only had a uh, a field goal and a safety. And so back-to-back years, you got to go to New York. I think they're just going to pound Saquon Barkley uh, down our throat, and it's going to be giants. Should have about 200 yards this week. Well, here's what I want to see. I want to see, and this is what these teams should do. Get it out of Daniel Jones's hands. Give it to Barkley, and for the Panthers, give it to McCaffrey give, thirty-five times. Give it to. Let's McCra- see two of the best players play. Go at it. Yeah, yes, McCaffrey versus Barkley. Let's see it. So Tony's taking the G man here. Good one here, Tony. One o'clock. Fox Bucks at Saints. Tom Brady and the Cow uh, beat the Cowboys. They didn't look fantastic. Their mm. defense did. Uh, Saints coming back to beat the Falcons. No lead is safe when you're the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they disgusting. Uh, but how about Bucks at Saints? The Saints have beaten Brady a, a bunch since he's been in Tampa. Won't beat him this week, though, man. Okay. I just can't see I can't see that happening. You know, they, they struggle with Atlanta. They did. They about lost. And who's the quarterback for Atlanta? Marcus, Marcus Mariota. And is he, is he better than Brady? I'm going to say no. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. And Tampa Bay's got a good defense, too. Uh, Fournette looked good last week. Yeah, too. he did. Uh, Tony, were you impressed with the Dolphins, or was it more about the Patriots? How about <laughs> Dolphins at Ravens? I was impressed with their defense. Uh, you know how they played, but you know that's not much going against the, the Patriots. So, but but I think the Ravens have a good, a great defense, and uh, they got Lamar Jackson. So I, I got to go with the Ravens uh, this week. I, have you seen the Dolphins' uh, cut new coach? He's a pretty young cool. guy. Looks like a looks like a school teacher. Yes, <laughs> it's like he he won a he was the teacher of the year in his <laughs> county, and they gave him a let him be the Dolphins coach. Uh, let's see other games of interest. Titans at Bills uh, Monday night is good. As is this one too. There's two Monday night. You games. You think the started. Titans and Bills game will be a good game? I think the tight. I think at Buffalo minus ten. That's a little too. Are rich you going by the blood. spread? I think the Titans will hang in there. They don't have they don't have a passing attack. If they shut if they shut down uh, Derrick you know, Henry, Derrick Henry, yeah, you got a point there. Yeah, it's gonna be over. The Bills can't be that great, or maybe they can. I don't know. <laughs> they look really good on they, Thursday. I'm gonna tell you, I watched the preseason game, but well, I think maybe their last preseason game. They look good, yeah. <laughs> and, well, and and against the Rams, they look really. They good. look real good, and, and, and I, they turned the ball over four times and still and you, beat them. Can down. you imagine if they didn't turn the ball over, yeah. what the score would be? Yeah. And by the way, Von Miller could still ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he, he still get to the quarterback. Yeah, he, he had can. two sack, two sacks last week. And I like this one Monday night as well. Vikings at Eagles. Vikings put the beat down on the Packers. Eagles rolled up 38, still almost lost to the Lions, 38-35. How about this one, Tony? Two teams looking to maybe win their divisions this year. I think it'd be a lot of scoring in this game, but you know, I I just think uh, Minnesota has too much too many too many weapons on offense. And if they leave Justin Jefferson wide open, then uh, there's going to be problems. Uh, Let's take our final break. Shirley will come back, and we will wrap up this edition of Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Tony Collins, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Yes, sir. And uh, we will hopefully talk to you next week. I guarantee that we'll win by at least 30 Whoa. on Saturday. At least 30. When I, I, I say 30 because, you know, this, the fourth and fifth string will come in the game. So mm-hmm. 30, we'll, 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 we'll win by at least 30. Just Take wow. the Pirates minus the points, says Tony Collins. Also, you can check him out Saturday at the Pirate Radio Tailgate Zone. Have yeah, a I'll good be there. Time. Tony, enjoyed it, man. Yes, sir. Cham man, we uh, see you Saturday. See you Saturday. Shirley and CJ will see you Friday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll be picking NFL Week 2 tomorrow with Tony Dunn and a lot more. We'll talk to you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.